Bye. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I, with the, no, no, I'm, and, and, and what I, what I was, and I don't know, but I, I. Bye. Welcome to the, the dumbest part, part of your day. Bing, bye. This is Common Man and T-Bone. If anybody wants to buy my farts, I'm open for business. Send me a DM if you want my fart in a jar. I'll make it extra juicy for you. And you know what else I'll throw in for an extra charge? Sometimes at night I sit in my little chair and I pick my toenails. I'll throw a couple toenails in for you, Look too. At you. Farts and toenails. That's my new business. You want some pubes? Throw some of those in. Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted! Five-minute delays with Leanna Ray. You guys like Bjork? And random sounds from the internet. Yes, sir! He's Shabaka, dude! You want to sack? The guy is drunk! Watch your profanity. Would you not eat my pants? Ah! This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Happy Monday. It is Reaction Monday, brought to you by... Taco Bell. Hello, Boner. Hello, Manor. We have the segment that's not a segment. Yikes. Coming up at 534. Show starting off on the right foot today. The update anchor's mic. Eric Reeser's mic did not work. Teddy had to share his microphone. That was like Sambor and Bon Jovi sharing a mic. It was It was really beautiful. Yeah, I, I hope he's uh, clean it's as far as his COVID issues, he just spit all over my he's mic. Fine, my mic. Come on, look at him, healthy, virile man. Well, that's no, that's the thing, right? Every every five minutes, we get an email around here. Rightfully so, we're living in a pandemic. Like, hey, reminder: do this, don't touch that, don't lick each other's faces. You know, it's like, I hate right. those emails. I hate well, those don't look the, faces. It's emails. like we've we've been here for two years doing this we kind of know the drill right don't get in people's space don't you know wear your mask all that stuff which we're still doing what was the problem was it your screw up teddy no it is not mine it's a it's a deeper issue that if somebody uses the uh same pot that the microphone is on okay i fell asleep i don't already it severs like a connection somewhere and you don't know that that has happened it looks like it's fine but it's it's not and Teddy, I appreciate that I don't know. doing what you do over there, that is like a very difficult issue. I don't know why Mike asked you, because the answer I knew is going to be something boring and technical that we yes. won't understand. I don't even understand it, but That's it happens. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Thank you. Uh, yikes. Did I do that? I don't know. Yeah. Do it but, again. But, yeah. There you go. It's funny. I have an announcement to make. Oh, you have an it's announcement? Very, very important announcement. Okay. All right. Now. Should I make it now or should I tease this announcement? Because it's quite a thing. I don't know which announcement we're talking about. It affects the way that everyone listening is going to look at me from now on. Okay. This is a big announcement. All right. All right. Uh, when did uh, when did Nintendo come out? The original Nintendo. Oh, that was... What year was, was that? 85? I didn't get it right away. We get, I, I, would well, I think I got not. it in like 88. Okay. All right. Sure. 1988. From 1988 until today, I'm about to turn 42 years old in a couple weeks. Never had I beaten Super Mario Brothers without a Game Genie or a cheat code. Mm. But people, I'm here to tell you that yesterday, 
I accomplished this feat. He's just a common man. It's done. It's finished. Look at you. I'm a, I'm going to start calling you the uh the master plumber. Whatever you want to do. The Mario that's what that's what Mario was. I'm, He's I'm a plumber. just saying I accomplished it all. I beat the game. You're basically I, yeah, you did. I know a lot of you are saying yes, I did that when I was 9. Yeah, but it takes me a little bit longer. Well, you weren't playing it from the time you were a kid until no, now. No, I, I did have like a 30-year okay. gap. Yeah. Because my sister had gotten me one of those new things, new Nintendos, a little mini thing where it has the games programmed in. It's not, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't want to bring it. It's not that new, but yes. Right, I know well, whatever, it's new yeah. to me. Right. It's a nice It's a nice little piece of technology they've come up with. Well, and I said to her, I said, wow, how much did you pay for this? Oh, you'll she be surprised. Said, $27. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> That's the thing I'm well, saying. But when I was a kid, if you when had it, that, oh, when I yeah. was a kid, that'd be thousands of dollars. When it first came out, I think maybe it was in the eighty to seventy to eighty dollar range. And then I remember quickly after that, it was like, oh, never mind. These are forty nine ninety nine. And then she it was said like, she paid twenty seven. Yeah. And then I, they, right because it's it's the amount of computing power you have on that phone sitting I know. in your pocket is going to be more than probably that system that she bought you. That's. It can do way more on your phone than that. And you're right. We're impressed with the little gaming system, but that's cool. I'm glad you beat it, buddy. I beat it. But you know what I haven't done yet? What's that? I haven't beaten it by just going level through level. What do you, wait. Because there are so like, you know, you, there, are, there are level warps that you can use oh, in the game. so you skipped ahead. So I gotcha. you skip ahead. You know, you go from level one to level four, so you, so from you, level four to level eight, and then you beat the game. Okay. So you did it like the quick way. You I did skipped, it as quick yes, as you I could. I skipped worlds. Have you ever seen those guys, and I forget what it's called, they do like the, uh, like a time trial, more or less, where they set a timer and they go, all right, how quickly can I beat this game? Yes, and then they, yes. they go through and do that, and it's I know, they're crazy. I was, I was never a serious gamer. I, I played mostly sports games. You know, I did not let it consume my life. But I'm glad that I beat the game. I had a little celebration. There was nobody else in the room. I looked around for someone have. to hug. No one was there. But you should have a little celebration for yourself. I'm trying to think of any game. I beat the the most recent game I played was one of the Rainbow Six Vegas games. I mean, this is more than 10 years ago, I want to say. And I played that all the way through to completion. And it, What is that, like a shooter game? Yeah, you're like, it's a Tom Clancy novel based off of that, where you're like in Vegas and terrorists are around and you all have right. to like go save people and... Anyway, yeah, it's that. You're walking around with a gun and doing all that stuff. And I had to, I like, it. it there would be nights I'd be up till 3 o'clock in the morning playing this game, and I could not get past certain points. And then eventually I did. And when I got done with it, it was the same feeling. Like, I don't know what to tell anyone else, but this is a huge deal to me. To no one else is it a big deal. Even in my own house. My wife was just, thank God, now you're done. Now I don't have to hear that stupid noise at 2 o'clock in the morning. That was it. That was all I got out of it. When you're in Vegas, I assume you're doing the shooting. Right. Yeah. Well, you're trying to stop people from killing more people. That's right. the whole thing. You're like a uh, army ranger. Is there or a something. level where you go to the sports book and Scotty Vegas is losing his mind because he's lost his mortgage payment on the Loyola you Marymount right women's game? Him, you walk right up behind him and just snap his neck. That's, <laughs> that's, what, you, that's what I want to save him and his family from further debt. That's what you're doing. You're trying to prevent further damages from the gambling. All right, we got lots of football today, playoff scenarios, lots of firings in the National Football League. We will get to it in short order. Buckeye Hoops beat Northwestern 95-87 yesterday. Chris Holtman missed the game because of virus protocols. Did you see the video of him 
at home watching the game? I did. So at first I thought he had a whistle in his mouth, but he was chewing on his glasses. And he's got the game on a projection screen and then another screen off to the side. And he's just he's standing up and he's pacing and he's clapping at the screen. And, you know, he said after the fact that he tried to watch the game with his wife and eventually said, I can't do this with you. I, I have to. <laughs> right. Yeah, I have to get up and pace and pretend like they can hear me. Yeah. Well, other than the yelling. Well, I can't even say that other than completely screaming at the television. I have done that for Buckeye basketball games or for sporting events that I'm really into where I will stand up and like, it's a big third down. It's like, come on, baby, let's go. And I'll stand up and do it. But I have no, they're not my guys that I've been coaching for years that I recruited. So I, I don't think that's abnormal at all. What he's doing. I do it as a fan and I'm not even that tied in. No, he probably knows what Jake Diebler is calling from the bench. Yeah, right. So right. he knows what the play is supposed to look like, where guys are supposed to be. You and I don't know that. We're just we're passive when of we're course. watching these games. Right. We're, we're, we're just, nervous. We're Sometimes looking we're at pacing. It, yeah, we're looking at it more as like EJ Liddell is a good basketball player, so he should do good basketball player things. He did a lot of those last night, by the way. He yes, that was good to see. Pretty great start to the game and, and was able to, you know, keep it going throughout. Malachi Branham yet again, another good game well, for it him. It was a two man offense. Yeah, it was, it was but, the two of them and then nobody else, really. Well, I understand that. But also when you have those two guys going like that, it, it kind of makes sense that you're not going to have five guys necessarily scoring like that. Although Northwestern had three guys with 20 points. So I guess, you you know, you can get you can get something going like that. But typically you see it from a couple guys and Ohio State had that last night. Whatever. I'm glad they didn't look nearly as flat as they did the last time out. I'm glad they looked much no, better. No, they didn't. And look, man, uh, you get a... You get a win in this conference, you'll take it all the time. We've seen this team struggle, especially in January in the conference, so let's just keep piling up those victories. But, you know, Buckeyes had, what, 51 points at the half? Yeah. And they go right. in with a double-digit lead, and I'm saying to myself, well, I mean, this game will be a blowout at the end. And you know, it was a couple-possession game there for a while down the stretch, making me nervous. Northwestern yeah. didn't go away. Sure. Yeah, it was it was a little bit nervy at the end, but I, I didn't feel like this team was ever in doubt of losing this game. I felt like it was just they needed to get to a point each time where they would see a little Northwestern run and go, "All right, we gotta, we gotta, you know, snuff that out again." I'm guessing a little bit that's not not the way the game ended, right? But that's probably how Indiana fans felt watching the Buckeyes the last time, right? Where in that game where the Buckeyes just were down six or seven the whole time, and it felt like, boy, if they could just string together a couple plays here get a couple stops maybe they could get back in it but you it, it didn't ever really feel like that was going to happen and then at the end it got blown out in a right. different way i think that's probably how it felt for northwestern fans they probably felt like buckeye fans did against indiana just saying we just need a couple more buckets and we can do this but they never came Holtman also announcing today buckeyes have added a makeup home date against the to be determined team on the 18th so one week from tomorrow Holtman said they wanted to add two, but they just couldn't find the schedule space for it. I assume this is going to be a no-nothing. Well, it's going to be a non-conference game. Well, of course I it's going to be a non-conference be, game. Well, but, I'm just saying, for people who are wondering, is there some Big Ten? No, they haven't canceled any Big Ten games, and as of right now, that, that's not the plan as far as I understand it. No, they want the you know they want the attendance, I guess, at the shot. What was the game that was canceled? New Orleans was New Orleans canceled? Was what canceled else was canceled at the shot? Uh, well, the... the, the uh, UT Martin? Is that yes? That was the other game that was canceled. Yes. That was at home, and then obviously the Kentucky game out in Vegas. By the way, D- 
do we have any clips of uh, Jake Diebler after the game? Can we find one of those? Because he did a good job as assistant coach, but I, I noticed something today because I was listening to Morning Juice and they played a couple clips of his and I realized something. Almost every coach, before they become the guy and they become like a head coach, they kind of develop their own way of talking. Assistant coaches all kind of sound the same. Have you ever noticed that? Like whether it's in mostly even in college football, you have this, but in college basketball, Jake Diebler had plenty of fine things to say, nothing wrong, but they all tend to get down in this lower register of not wanting to sound excited. And I, I don't know why well, that I have, is. I have some cuts. All right, here. just play a quick one from our team afterwards. Our upperclassmen were going to be the ones who led us. They were going to be the ones who uh, saw us through to the end, and they were going to be the ones that got us a victory. And I thought, I thought they did. You know, obviously we had some key contributions from, you know, some some quote unquote younger guys. But um, just as far as the 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 culture, you know, the 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 energy, our practice. You know, to give those upperclassmen all the credit. I mean, you get it, right? Like it's a little bit of a Vrabel voice twin, right he's there. He's got a little Ryan Day to him as well. I can I see think. Ryan Day and Vrabel. But I'm saying, like, there's a lot of assistant coaches. Maybe one day we can talk like coaches for just one show, or we just all. Is it everybody emulating Bill Belichick? Is that what's going on? No, Belichick is worse than this. Well, I know, but everyone gets in that lower register where if you and I talked like that, the show would basically be. It's Common Man and T-Bone just coming in, doing our thing, talking sports. Really, really uh, good prep today. Prep was, we prepped hard. We we prepped a lot. We read the prep. T-Bone didn't read any of the prep, but Common Man read a lot of it, and we're going to talk about it. I think Leanna should do her entire traffic in this <laughs> lower, disinterested And register. this is, by the way, Jake Diebler, my guy. Good job last night. This is not, I'm just saying... What if we found out later Jake Diebler actually has like a very, I don't know, hillbilly accent that he is suppressing? Because <laughs> so. No, but you know what I mean. Just every guy has to, when they become an assistant coach, that's how they have to talk. Uh, Browns and Bengals, all the NFL stuff from yesterday. Plus, we just got word who the Buckeyes are going to be playing on the 18th over at the shot. It is a favorite of this show. Details oh, next. Cool. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You're going to find some ramp restrictions. I can't do that. Route 315 southbound at westbound 670. O'Dowd crews are on scene to clear out that dirt and debris on the left lane of the ramp. Please be careful. Watch out for the crews and plan on some heavy slowdowns as well. This traffic report is sponsored by BioNTech and Pfizer. Come rain or shine, high winds or mild breezes, blue skies or gray, it's a great time to consider getting vaccinated against COVID-19. Sponsored by BioNTech and Pfizer. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. The common man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed, and the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Just be glad you aren't as stupid as these two. Oh, yes. This, this is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Monday. It is Reaction Monday brought to you by Taco Bell. Bone, give me a number. Uh, let's go with 12. Call number 12 right now. A.J. Przinski, 614-821-9710, gets a $50 gift card to Taco Bell. Mm. 
Uh, so Buckeye basketball rescheduling a home date for one of the games that was knocked out because of virus issues. It will be one week from tomorrow, January 18th. It was a to-be-determined, but now we know who it is. It is Indiana University, Purdue University, Indianapolis, also known as Ooey Pooey. <laughs> Ooey Pooey. Ooey Pooey, did you know, is like Vice President University. I did not know because that. Because both Dan Quayle and Mike Pence are Ooey Pooey alums. So, so two. Well, two you know, that's, that's a lot. Well, yeah. I guess that's a lot Come from on. one school, right? Okay, that's fair. I was just saying, it's not uh, like they... That's not like, you know, linebacker you, where it's like, there's 27 guys in the NFL who played at that school. No, uh, that's all right. All right. That's fair. I'm just saying, two's pretty good. That is good. You're right. That is good. By the way, uh, talking to Evil Bald Colin out in, in between uh, segments here in the commercial break, he brought up to me, he said, he, say, he asked me, do you know what their Ken Palm rating is? And I Bowie said, no. yeah, no, uh, out of whatever it is, like 358 division one teams, they are like 351st oh, or something. Okay. They're, they're no. not going to make the tournament. They are ooey pooey. <laughs> a little George bit. Hill not playing on that team. No, I guess not. I will say when you said it was a show favorite, I thought you were going to tell me it was Utsa. No, which would have been exciting, but no, that's okay. We'll, we'll get Utsa some other time. Uh, Browns and Bengals played a relatively meaningless game yesterday. Brownies coming out on top. Now begins a very important offseason for the Browns. Of course, the Bengals move on to the playoffs, and we'll talk about their matchup coming up shortly. But I saw another piece today, because it's all speculation at this point. And, you know, the, the cabbage piece came out last week, said that, you know, Baker may force his way out if he can't improve the relationship with Stefanski. I saw another piece today saying the the Browns are planning for Baker Mayfield to be their starting quarterback next year. He's on the fifth year option. He's going to make eighteen point nine million dollars. To me, it, you know that seems like the only reasonable place you can go because there's really no trade value for Baker Mayfield at this point. You're not going to start over with a rookie quarterback on this team, a team that is still built to win. I think so. Yeah, I could. I'll 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 say though on the rookie quarterback thing, not that there is a great number one, no doubt. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Who is that guy? Well, what I'm saying though is, I wonder if, let's say, I, I'm sure their scouts are doing all their work on that just in case. And given that they're picking, you know, fairly high, higher than they probably would have anticipated, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, like they anticipated is, on still playing. Well, that's what I, I think mean. everybody did, right? So. Maybe that does adjust the thinking a little bit to say, you know, if we could make a move up into the top 10, if there's a guy we like that falls or something like that. But then even if they do that, even if there is some kind of draft day thing where they luck out and get the guy they want or he falls to them at whatever spot, I could see that being a little bit of a dual purpose deal, right? Saying, hey, Baker, you're Mr. Motivation. Well, there's your motivation right there. We got this guy coming in. Yeah, I guess. But but they also could say, and if Baker shows he's not the guy, cool. Then we've got someone in place because we don't think Stefanski's going to get fired, right? I mean, maybe there is someone that Stefanski says, if Baker can't get the job done, this is the guy I think that could. Maybe they take him then if and only if that per I'm not saying they're trading up into the top five to do this. I'm saying this is more of a if someone falls to them that they like, given there's not a clear cut number one pick, right? If they were saying we want a Trevor Lawrence type, well, that guy's not in this draft. 
So maybe there's someone they identify and say, yeah, that guy, though, we think is pretty good. Yeah, but you and I had these conversations about the 49ers, too. The 49ers had a dramatic victory yesterday. They played themselves into the postseason, but, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is still their starting quarterback, yeah. right? And we said at the time, if you fancy yourself a good football team, which they did, why wouldn't you go out there and use your first-round pick on a guy that can go out there and help you every single week? The Browns underachieved. Right. This, this roster is still good. We need to figure out if your quarterback's any good or if your head coach is stupid. We think we know the answer to both those questions, but this is still a deep team. They're going to be expected to make the playoffs again next year. Do you want to waste your first-round pick on a guy that's not going to help you? I, and by the way, to be clear, I'm not advocating for them to go do that. I'm just pointing out if we're saying there's no chance they'll take a quarterback well, it's number one, it's the Browns. There's a chance they'll do anything. But number oh, two, but number two, I, I could see a slightly talking 10% chance realistic scenario where that thought creeps in that Baker doesn't cost a ton. We could bring in our air quotes quarterback of the future if they have someone that they look at and say, Matt Corral is that guy. And if he falls, we'd love to have him. What a steal that would be if that's if that's their mentality and they can get to him outside of the top five. Maybe then that's the only way, right? But I don't even think that's likely. I'm just pointing out they're much more likely to your point to go, yeah, go Garrett Wilson or something. If they can get that done, I'd much rather see that personally give Baker another weapon to truly say this offense is as loaded as it gets. Go out and make it happen. And then if he doesn't, well, then you have to go find somebody else. That is barring, of course, some shocker in free agency or a trade that, you know, we're not seeing that would seem not likely to materialize. Lots of firings in the NFL today and lots of craziness in that Sunday night game last night. We'll chat about it next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find some ramp restrictions on Route 315 southbound at Westbound 670. ODOT crews remain on scene to clear dirt and debris out of the left lane. Please be very careful over here. Plan on some heavy backups. And 71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. That's going to be a five-minute delay. Traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get a real healthy start to the new year at Fresh Time's biggest sale of the year. January 5th through the 11th, save 30% on over 5,000 vitamins and body care products from immune-boosting supplements for nourishing skin care. Fresh Time Market. Get real. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Objects in radio may be dumber than they appear. This is Man and Bone. The segment that's not a segment, yike, is coming up at 534. I, one of my yikes today is about uh, female body part on a dolphin. So stay got, tuned I'm, for that I one. I got to say, I don't know in the history of this radio station that everyone has, that anyone has ever uttered this word on WBNS FM prior to... Do you think this is the only mention? I think I, it has... What do you mean, do I think? I know. There's no chance Eric Red Dog Kalen was saying the word you're going to say in yikes on any of his update desks. No chance. Terry Smith did not bring this up 
When someone was like, oh, hey, Terry, what locker number am I? He didn't respond with this. A whale's vagina. Nope. 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 That's been said by you. Yeah. But it's not that. Well, it's it is. More, it's, well, it is. It but is it's a more. vagina. It's, just it's, the, it's all right. You don't want to spoil the whole thing now? No. Or you want to? Okay. No. Stay tuned. Listen for history. Five thirty-four. Historic. This moment. is scientific. I don't know what your problem is. It's it's not a problem. I'm just scientific information. I say let the kids listen. I'm a historian of radio, Mike, and I'm almost certain Dom Tiberi never said this when he was hosting mornings here. I don't think he's ever said this word. You know, all we do on this show, I'm, I want to even things out because all we do on this show is talk about peepees and dongs and all this other stuff. I want to even it out. We don't do enough conversation about the female anatomy, especially mammals who live in the ocean. Right. So we're, we're taking care of business today. Dare I say on this three hour sports radio show, that is a topic we almost never cover. A whale's vagina. Almost never. Uh, weird happenings last night in the Raiders Chargers Sunday night football game. A whale's vagina. Oh, it was. Stop it. it was. That's definitely what it was. It was very entertaining because I didn't have a dog well, in this fight. It wasn't entertaining if you're someone who hates the Steelers. I'm well, sure for Steelers enough. fans, it wasn't fair very enough. entertaining because they, they went through a roller coaster of emotions going back to the beginning of the day, but more on that in a you second. You want to talk about the, uh, the timeout? Which we can surpri- talk. Which surprised me not one bit. Yeah. Okay. So. If you did not follow this game entirely, Raiders got up and looked like they were going to cruise to a victory. Then Justin Herbert started doing Justin Herbert things, brought them back, tied the game up, which would have been difficult for this game to end in a tie because the Raiders were up by, what, 12 at one point? Not a lot of 12-point swings in games, usually in NFL games. Well, in the fourth quarter, they were up by 12. Yeah. Weren't they? Yeah, but I'm saying uh, it's third or fourth quarter, but then they kicked that field goal that made it a... Yeah, that made it a 15-point game. It was a two-possession game midway through the fourth quarter. But then that's when the Chargers came back. Justin Herbert looked phenomenal. They got all the way back and tied it. Right. You can say he was phenomenal and the Raiders did Raider things. That's fine. Sure. Yeah. Then you get to overtime and we end up with still a back-and-forth game where field goal happens, tied up with the field goal, you are sitting 32-32 all square mm-hmm. with four-something minutes to go. And if I'm in that situation and I'm standing, if I'm Brandon Staley, if I'm Rich Basaccia, mm-hmm. the two head coaches involved here for the Chargers and Raiders respectively, I'm looking across the field and I'm giving a little bit of a, winky, hey, winky, buddy, winky. my guy, you see me over here. What do you want to do? Like, I'm I'm just, I'm making those type of gestures. Of I know like, you Come are. Come on. We're not but doing anything else here, right? You also didn't expect anything different, did you? No. Because you know how football guy is. But here's the thing. One of those two football guys was about to do it. The Raiders looked like they were just going to kind of take their last couple snaps and turn it over on down to the Chargers and then hope the Chargers would return the favor and everybody goes to playoffs. That's what it looked like was going to happen until Brandon Staley comes running out with a timeout. Then the Raiders said, I get, all right, I guess you want to do this. You want to dance? And so then they decided to run a play. Now, Staley said that he took the timeout because they didn't have the right personnel. Well, that's what on the you field. should say when you make one of the dumbest yes, calls in that's, NFL that's history. That's what he said. Whether it's true or not, who the hell knows? But 
No, man. It didn't surprise me one go, bit. Go look. Now, I know we're reading into things that we can't actually hear, right? But there are multiple videos of players talking after the game where you can see Raiders players talking to Chargers players, and they whisper something, and then the Chargers players who already look down go, really? Ugh. Like that. Like, like they're told, hey, man, we were just going to kneel it out and be done. Until you guys took that time out. That's what I want to believe happened. And so that's what I am going to believe happened. But for all of you who for years have bemoaned ties, now is a good time to point out to Chargers fans, you should have, that's what you, Justin Herbert, your guy was seen on the sidelines, lip readers that I have hired and other people have hired have <laughs> multiple sources stamp. have confirmed, but the video seems to show him saying, I've never wanted a tie so badly in my life. That's a real who phrase. Did you, who did you employ to be your lip reader? A whale's vagina. <laughs> I got it quite a, you'd be surprised. They're not that busy this time of year. Not their busy season. Anyway, uh, a tie is a valid result. Brandon Staley. And because of your idiocy and because of your stupidity you cost your team a playoff spot i just want to add one more thing mike because i mentioned this on twitter and i got a bunch of people tweeting me the herm edwards gif jeff all right where he says you play to win the game yes i am aware you play to win the game but what do you actually what do you play for you play to win the super bowl you play to win the super bowl yes you play to win the that's playoffs. The, that's the ultimate game. The game is to get to the playoffs. The season and is win the game. A Super Bowl. Yes, the so, season is the game. I understand. Two professional football teams are not going to start off quarter one, fifteen yes, and you're say, right. "Let's kneel Once down you get for to sixty four minutes. minutes in overtime." You look across that field and say, "Don't we all want to do the same thing?" And all we have to do is nothing. We can literally sit here and never snap the ball and clock will seconds will run off the clock. We will get penalized. No one has to score. This will be it. And instead you said, but I want to win because that's what football players do. And but it's see, like, here's yes, what I don't understand. When football players need to go to the playoffs. Guys like Belichick and Vrabel, they will find little ways around rules to exploit these things. And the, yes. league, the league has to come back and say, well, that's not in the spirit of the rule. We better change it. But those guys are taking, taking advantage of the situation. And why are they doing that? To get the upper hand. To win the game. Sure. Both of these teams, after a hard-fought game, very entertaining, had a chance to go to the playoffs last night. And instead, one is going home. Because they didn't do that thing to win the game, which is the season. The season's the game now. Not this one game against the Raiders, the Chargers. You owe it when you are. Let, let's let's take it out of this context for a second. When you are the head coach of an NFL team, when you are a star player for an NFL team, when you are a backup's backup on an NFL team, your job, whether it feels right or not at the time, is to do what's best for the team. Right. So if you're the starting quarterback, but you suck and there's a rookie who's coming up and he's lighting things on fire and you put him out there and they start winning, that sucks for you personally. It's not what you wanted, but it's right for the team because you are paid by the team to do the right thing. If a coach wants to call plays and he's terrible at it and then they say, well, maybe you let the offensive coordinator actually call the plays and then he does and you start winning games. You may not like that, but it's better for the team. You have to sometimes do what's best for the team despite what you want to do. What was best for the Chargers and the Raiders last night, and I don't think Rich Basaccia, no offense to him, I don't think he was sitting there with the interim tag going, here's what I want to do. I want to take massive risks and screw getting my team out of the playoffs. And you can say, well, a field goal is not a risk. 
It's not a big risk, right? If he misses, you're still going. You tie. What if the snap is botched? What if a million other? It's blocked and taken back in for a safety. Whatever. Like anything can happen that could result in you losing and missing the playoffs. I don't think the Raiders were wanting to play that game. I think they wanted to ensure 100% they were in the playoffs. And the only way to do that is to tie. So that's what they could. I think they were going to do until the Chargers took a timeout. And they said, well, then now you pretty much have guaranteed we're going to run one more really good play. And if we don't convert on it, all right, fine. Like, I, I think it genuinely changed their mindset. Here's a playoff schedule. Saturday, 430 Bengals hosting the Raiders. 8.15 Saturday night, Patriots at the Bills. Sunday, 1 o'clock, Eagles at the Bucks. Sunday, 4.30, San Francisco at Dallas. Sunday, 8.15, Steelers are alive at Kansas City. Well, and, and why? And why are they alive? Of, because of that. And then mo- we have a Monday night game. Monday night, 8-15, Arizona at the Rams. Lots of firings in the NFL. We'll talk about it next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find the dirt and debris have been cleared from the ramp from westbound 670 to Route 315 southbound. All lanes have reopened in that area. And you'll find that ramp is cleared on 270 southbound at I-70. That crash has been cleared from the ramp and traffic is flowing freely there once more. Strap Report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help their customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. Elmi and Array with fan traffic. I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Highly medicated, barely educated. This is Common Man and T-Bone. The new Uncensored podcast is coming this week. We are taping it tomorrow with the big boss here at the radio station, Platinum Fox. Go to my Twitter account, at Common Man Radio. I have asked for your questions. This is your opportunity to ask Platinum Fox anything you want. Why does a particular host have a show on this this, uh, network? Mm. We've gotten plenty of those. Why haven't you fired Common Man yet? Well, that's we we don't even know why we're not fired. So I don't know if Platinum Fox can answer that, but I hope I, that'd be interesting to hear. If you have show suggestions, host pairings you'd like to see. Oh yeah, we've talked for years about the ninety-seven point one, the fan key party. Mm-hmm. We're going to make it happen at some. Mix point. up all the hosts for a day. I yeah, think that'd be swap, a lot of fun. Swap it out. Swap some mm-hmm. spit. <laughs> that's what they say in the Go business. Go submit your question to me at Common Man Radio. We're taping this tomorrow. These questions can be as inappropriate as you want, and we will ask them of Platinum Fox uh, when we tape. There you go. 
It'll be fun. Firings today. Brian Flores out in Miami. That seems to be the biggest surprise. He was there for three seasons. There weren't any rumblings he was going to get canned, but he gets fired today. More on that in a second. Uh, Bears have fired Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace, the GM. They should have fired Ryan Pace when they fired. I forget who. I forgot who the hell was there. Was it? Who was there? Was it John Fox? Is that the last Bears coach? Is that right? Or am I missing somebody in between? We probably are. I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on it, too. Who was it, Teddy? Was it John Fox? Or was it somebody else? Here's what you do know. The Bears coaches are largely forgettable. Yeah, John Fox. John Fox. It was Mark Trestman before that. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's That's who I was thinking of. Was it was somebody not normally like affiliated with NFL circles and for good reason. Yes. Anyway, so Ryan Pace gets canned. I'm a big fan. If you're going to fire the coach, fire the GM, and start from scratch. Several teams did that today, including the Minnesota Vikings. Not a surprise they fired Mike Zimmer. He appeared to be done. A little bit of a surprise they fired Rick Spielman, who's been there for 16 years. Every single time I talk to him, he asks me the same thing. Hey, how's Michael Booby doing? <laughs> Because I told him once I mm. was dating my wife and took her to a Michael Buble concert. Maybe we should get Rick Spielman together with Rimmer. And they can yeah. talk about Michael Buble. They can talk about boobs. That's what, boobs. that's what we call him in our house. Michael Buble. Uh, Broncos fire Vic Fangio. Not a firing. Sort of a surprise, though. The Panthers are keeping Matt Rule. Yeah. And I don't know why. I, I don't really understand that one either. But I, I'm also surprised from the standpoint that he seemed poised to be going back to college, and then that's never really materialized. So I'm surprised they don't just say, well, we know you probably want to do that anyway, so we're not going to be... Like, if it goes bad next year, we don't want it to be something hanging over our head that our guy might, you know, that might all happen, and then he goes and coaches a college league. Maybe just part ways now and well, start I was, fresh. I was reading something this morning saying, well, the reason why they kept him is because David Tepper, the Panthers owner, signed him to this big, big contract, and that would be a lot of money they'd have to pay out. Oh. Meanwhile, David Tepper is the richest owner in the NFL, worth $17 billion. Yeah. So I, what, I, you think he's worried about paying out Matt Rule if he's got to? I, I would guess that he is not, but yeah, I, I just don't. I know I've also heard people say like, well, you know, if they keep him around another year, maybe he turns it around, but also... Maybe next year there aren't as many jobs open, and maybe they can get a better coach. I, I, I've I've heard that argument made in you know these situations almost every year. Someone will say, "Well, maybe next year it'll be a little better hiring market for whoever they want to get." Number one, that's stupid because that means you're putting your whole season for another year. You're just more or less saying, "Yeah, we know this guy's not going to be good, but we're going to get to replace him." But also, I think every year there's about between six and eight jobs that come open. On this Monday, don't you think? Isn't that usually what it is every offseason? There's between six and eight, maybe seven and nine jobs that are open. So I don't think there's any one year where it's going to be a lot easier or better to get this big name coach that you want. If you want him, you can get him. And if not, he's probably not going to be available this year or next year for you if that's the way you're thinking. So what's the latest on Jim Harbaugh? We were talking about this last week. You know, several people reporting this has sea legs. Jim Harbaugh wants to go back to the NFL. Who was the uh, who was the reporter that said it's pretty much done deal? Just waiting on the oh, announcement. I I don't remember off the top of my head. I, uh, anyway, she used to work at ABC Six and Channel Twenty Eight locally here, and then went on and worked for the Ravens, and now is a reporter for Sirius XM. She said announcement is coming on Jim Harbaugh. 
Right. That was that was on Friday. We talked quite a bit about that. It's Amber Theo Harris. That's okay. who said And it. so when I saw the Dolphins job surprisingly open today, I thought that was the natural connection because Stephen Ross has the connection to Michigan. And then I'm reading a piece saying that Stephen Ross and Jim Harbaugh have been talking over the last couple of days. But the piece I'm reading says they have been talking. And Stephen Ross doesn't want Jim Harbaugh to come coach the Dolphins. He's trying to convince Jim Harbaugh to stay at Michigan. Yeah, right. I I I I get that, but I don't think that if Jim Harbaugh is looking at this job market, we know the last couple of years he's wanted to go to the NFL. Last year he wasn't a viable candidate. This year he is. So don't you think there's a chance he's going to the NFL regardless? I do think there's a chance, but now everything I seem to see is that he's working on a new contract with Michigan. And this was big, one big giant ploy to get more cash out of well, meat chicken. That's From the beginning, that was kind of where I thought more or less this was headed was there's a lot of noise, but until we see him sign on the dotted line, this is probably his way to get a lot of money out of Michigan. But Friday was the thing that got me to believe maybe it's real. Maybe he really is trying to go. If that was oh, a smoke, there was so much certainty to that report, right? Too. If it was a smoke screen, that's a hell of a smoke screen. Goodbye him for getting more money out of Michigan. And like I said, Buckeye fans, it works out either way. I think he has hit his ceiling in Michigan. I don't think he's doing more than this. I don't think they're back. I think this was a one-year blip, and I think he'll go back to being what he was the next few years. If he stays in Michigan, if he goes, then he goes, and now they're in disarray looking for a new coach anyway, so it's fine with me either way. The worst quarterback of all time strikes again. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find some slowdowns on 270 southbound at I-70. That earlier injury crash has been cleared from the ramp, but traffic is still slow as it recovers. Plan on some residual backups. Another 10-minute slowdown. This traffic report is sponsored by Taco Bell. Raise your hand if you like burritos. Put a Taco Bell $2 beefy melt burrito in that hand. Season V for the three-cheese blend. Put another beefy melt burrito in the other hand. You're welcome. And participating Taco Bell stores for a limited time, price, and participation vary. Tax extra. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Filthy mouths, bad attitudes, and ugly haircuts. It's called cabbage. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Hello. Happy Monday. So glad you're here. Three hours a day, every single day. Do it. Tomorrow we are taping a brand new uncensored podcast. Our guest is going to be the big boss here at the radio station, Platinum Fox. And we would love you to submit your questions. For Platinum Fox, you can ask anything. And since it's uncensored, feel free to be inappropriate. Mm -hmm. I know I I will. Our goal is for him to end up being accidentally inappropriate. He is super nervous about this. Well, he was super nervous when we did the uncensored podcast the very first time. He's he's super nervous. I I was talking to him. He's like, I don't know what to say. It's like you don't have to say, we're going to ask we're you the questions. Talk to you, we're humans. You talk to us like you do in the office, and then you talk into a microphone, and then we record it, and we let thousands of people listen to it. That's all. Submit your questions on Twitter at Common Man Radio. 
What did I tease? Oh, the worst quarterback of all time has struck again. Buddy, I, I obviously was watching the Browns game during this, but I kept seeing the scoreline and thought, can't wait to go back and watch. I'm guessing Mike is having a field day with old Carson Wentz. And yeah, not not wrong. This it was, was almost a given. All they had to do was go to Jacksonville and beat the Jags and the Colts are in. And the Colts are so frustrating because at times they've looked like nothing. They've looked unbeatable at yeah. times this season. Right. We got Jonathan Taylor running all over the place and Carson Wentz not making mistakes. That defense playing well. They, you know, who did they beat? They beat the Bills. They beat the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. They're beating good teams. And it all comes down to the Jags. They can't take care of business. This is the reason why I say Carson Wentz is the worst quarterback of all time. Clearly, he's not. I'm aware of this. Look at a guy like Jake Fromm. He was playing yesterday for the Giants. <laughs> right. Awful. Awful. This is awful. Oh, oh, my God. Awful. Should be illegal, that quarterback play. Clearly, he's worse than Carson Wentz, but he's not. Because Giant fans woke up on Sunday and knew exactly what Jake Fromm was going to get them, give them, and he did not disappoint. Colts fans woke up saying, all we need is a victory against the Jags and we're in the playoffs. Carson Wentz will tease you. He will tease you and, and he will make you think that he's turned the corner and that he's good Carson Wentz again and you can rely on him to make plays in big moments. And then he will shove it in your face. He will shove it in your face and you will feel like a fool for believing in him. Well, That's that, where Colt fans were yesterday. That third quarter by him was abysmal. And not only that, Carson Wentz has, I, <laughs> he has this knack to bring your entire fan base down in weird ways, right? Because I'm, I'm watching that game. I went back and watched it, and I had to remind myself multiple times, like, this is a guy who we thought was going to be a perennial MVP candidate, right? After what was that, his second his season? Second, his second season. he just went off with the Eagles. The first 13 games of the season, yes. he was the MVP of the league. Right. That was obviously their Super Bowl season. Yeah. And I and I remember, I had to like pinch myself and go, that's this same guy that I'm watching right now. Just flail around and act like he's never been on a football field, make some terrible decisions. What's also striking about that offense is how Jonathan Taylor, now he did not have his best game yesterday, right? But certainly had more than a few times where they're starting off second down after they handed him the ball on first down, second down in three, second down in four, second down in two. And then instantly, almost without fail, it's third and two, third and three, third. Like they did nothing on second down after he would give them five, six, seven yards on first down repeatedly. They just couldn't do anything after that first down well, play. Well, then you find yourself in a position where you're down by 20 and you have to pass the football. Well, I know, but it wasn't that way the entire game. No, the I third know. quarter right. turned right. it into that game. But yeah, it, it was not that way the entire time. And I just, that is that has got to be so frustrating for Colts fans who now probably can't help but look at that trade and say, what? how did we end up on the short end of this? The Colts ended up getting Carson Wentz. They gave up their first round pick to do it. The Eagles, meanwhile, get that first-round pick. I want to say they have the uh, Dolphins' first-round pick, too, if I'm not mistaken. And they're in the playoffs. And the Eagles actually made the playoffs. So they got all the picks, picks, and ended up in the playoffs, whereas the Colts dealt away picks, got Carson Wentz, and he turned out to be exactly who you thought he was at exactly the worst time. And I'm sure Colts fans will be looking at this saying, I know we're better than these other teams in the playoffs, and you are. Probably right. 
And you're also going to be in a position where you're wasting valuable years of your running back. We talk mm-hmm. about this all the time. You know, running backs have a short shelf life. That's why I don't, I wouldn't give them second contracts. And you want to strike while the iron's hot. Jonathan Taylor could be the MVP of the league this year. Yeah, Certainly he, the best running had, back in the game since Derrick Henry went down. Absolutely. Well, and, and to that point, I mean, a great running back this day and age, how many games in the playoffs, if you assume he's on a really good team, like the max number you're going to get out of him playoff-wise is 14, 15, 16 playoff games, maybe? I'm talking if you oh, are... best-case scenario. I'm, right, yeah. I'm saying oh. if you come in and your team makes it to a championship level game or the Super Bowl, the next year you're the same guy, you make it to the championship game again, he's the same guy in year three, and you make it again to a Super Bowl. Like, that's... You're still talking in his prime, first four to five years of his career, that's... that That is... You possibly, like, under best-case circumstances, you still maybe only have, you know, 15 games with a great running back in the playoffs when you really need him. And you've just lost whatever was going to be this year. Might have been one and done, right? But perhaps this team could have gone on some kind of a run. We will never know because they screwed it up against Jacksonville. And that's just a terrible shame, especially if you wanted to see Jonathan Taylor, see what he could do in the playoffs. Well, we won't find out this year. The NFL still dominates television viewing. The NFL had 75 of the 100 most watched TV shows in 2021, according to Sports Business Journal. Top five most watched programs were the Super Bowl, NFC Championship, AFC Championship, Raiders, Cowboys, Thanksgiving game, and the Buccaneers, Saints, NFC Divisional Round game. Out of the top 100, beyond that 75 that were the NFL games, 11 were from the Tokyo Olympics, seven from college football, two NCAA basketball games. Uh, The NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL did not put any games in the top 100. The only scripted program that made the top 100 was the episode of The Equalizer that CBS aired immediately after the Super Bowl. (laughs) Only four other non-sports programs made the top 100. President Biden's inauguration, President Biden's April address to Congress, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, and Oprah Winfrey's interview with Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Breaking news, the NFL's doing okay in the world of television. Well, the NFL's doing okay, but also just all of that underlines the fact that live sports is doing okay on television too. Because for all the money that these networks have, I I guess have cut, right? They don't spend nearly as much on scripted programming as they used to, but why would they? Why would you go out and spend all the money to make the next ER or Friends or Seinfeld or whatever? Because it doesn't matter. Like, no one's, people by and large are not going to network television for that anymore. They're going to network television for big event things or for live sports. Yeah, people the, still watch those shows, but they, yes, but they watch them, them on, and, they watch them on streaming. They watch them on a variety of different platforms. And also the idea that you can just sit there and wait till the series is over and then watch it all in a weekend or two right. as opposed to that. So yeah, I, network television has changed quite a bit, but you're right. The NFL does great business there. So does the rest of sports, college football, clearly well represented as well. Uh, our guy Mattress Mac is back. If you have forgotten who Mattress Mac is, he is a furniture magnate in Texas. He has millions and millions and millions of dollars. He is known for these promotions where he says, hey, if you buy 
furniture on this day for me and the Astros win the World Series, it's all free. Everybody's furniture is free. He goes and hedges his bet by placing a bet on the Astros to win. He also has insurance write-offs there as well. He's known for his big betting. Well, he's placed a $1.2 million bet on tonight's game. He's put 1.2 mil on Alabama to beat Georgia. Interesting. Uh, it's a money line bet at plus 125 odds. And again, I find this so odd. The state of Texas, where it's all about, you know, bringing your guns to kindergarten, there is no sports betting in the state of Texas. So we got on his private plane, flew to Colorado, right? got off the plane, had lunch, placed a bet, flew right back to Florida. Well, or to Texas, right? To, to Texas. Yeah. I'm sorry. But yes. In Texas, is it? I mean, they're they also with name, image, and likeness. They have no restrictions on any of that, right? Hasn't that been one of the concerns that some coaches have brought up that you don't have a restriction in Texas where you do in other states, and that's letting Texas A and M and Texas, obviously, University. Well, they of have Texas. they have a restriction for high school athletes, don't they? Yes, they do, but not for what name, image, and likeness stuff they can do in college. And that's why you're seeing some of these record-breaking deals going on in that state. It's just odd to me that that is something they're like, yeah, that's fine. Pay players whatever you want, no problem. Oh, wait, place a bet on a game? Now we can't have you do that. That's so It's so weird, but whatever. Let them live. It's their state. Mattress Mac went and spent a bunch of money somewhere else. Are we the, uh, are we the primary outside of maybe in Houston? I'm going to guess he gets talked about quite a bit. Are we the, sh- the radio show that talks the most about Mattress Mac across I mean, the country? I about this guy. He's, he's built his business up, right, from nothing. He was selling press wood furniture. Now he's worth $50 million or whatever it is. Well, he's, gonna, he's got private jet money. You know what? I admire people who have the wherewithal to say promotion is the most valuable thing that I can do. Yeah, right. right there are so many businesses out there saying, I can't afford to advertise. I can't afford to do that. No. When you're in a business like this, the way you separate yourself is doing wacky stuff like this. And he's been doing it for 30 years. Oh, I, re- I remember years and years ago, like when GoDaddy became a thing, right? And they were sponsoring everything and you'd see their advertisements everywhere and they were always kind of irreverent. They had Danica Patrick they sponsored, right? And I just remember people, buddies of mine who know things about computers because they do web domains. That's all. You search for a web domain. You buy it there, and then that's it. And then they host your website, and they do other things. But I remember when that happened, I had buddies that were like, don't go with them because you can you can get that service. There's a billion services that do that. But they realized, yeah, there's a billion services yeah, that do that. GoDaddy's got Talking Baby. Right. They had all these different marketing things they were doing. So that's you're right. That is the, the lesson to be learned there is marketing is almost as important, if not more important, than being good at whatever the thing it is you're advertising. Meanwhile, and I keep having to remind myself this, this game is tonight. Alabama, Georgia for the national championship. Live coverage, by the way, starts 7 o'clock here on The Fan. You and I were talking about this during the break. It surprised me a little bit to see the line on this game is Georgia minus 2.5. I'm surprised that Georgia is the favorite in this game, given what we saw in the SEC championship game. Yeah, I am too. I'm I'm a little perplexed by that, but... Look, I will be honest with you. This game, I will watch it. I will watch it as a college football fan because I do like college football. If you're asking me if I am legitimately excited to sit down and watch this game again, that's going to be a celebration of the SEC. I'm not. I'm not as excited as if it would be. 
yes, I'm partially butthurt because the Buckeyes aren't one of the teams. It sucks that my team didn't get there. Yeah, but I I don't really enjoy outside of that. If it was, you know, Oregon playing, I don't know, Clemson or somebody, I still wouldn't really look forward to that. But that at least would be a little bit of a different thing I would check into. Or or if USC was good, I guess I'd be looking for more of an interesting matchup than, oh, hey, it's Bama and Georgia again, which we've already seen this year. But we always see at least one SEC school in this game. Now we get both and we get to hear again how great the SEC is. I'm watching it to see all the NFL talent on this field. I'm not exactly thrilled to see. At the end, whenever it becomes clear he's going to win, I'll probably flip it off. I don't need the celebration. One more thing on Mattress Mac. Back in 2019, when the Astros were playing the Nationals in the World Series, Mattress Mac lost $13 million in bets betting on the Astros because the Nationals won in seven games. He said he lost $13 million, but he didn't. Because he offered one of these, hey, buy your furniture on this date at all of my lo- any of my locations, yeah, right? And if the if the Astros win the World Series, you win free furniture. He said he made about twenty million dollars in one day selling furniture. <laughs> so while he lost thirteen million dollars in bets, twenty million dollars worth of furniture was purchased in his stores. And of course, the Astros didn't win the World Series, so he keeps all that furniture. Money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just they didn't give any of that away for free. That is. Wow. He's a genius. I he admire is. it. I, I don't know if I'd want to. I'd rather just. I'm not someone who wants to, like, every time go, ah, 20 million here, 13 million there, blah. Like, I'd rather just have the 2 million consistently coming in and just be happy with that. But good for him, man. It's how he wants to live. It's how he wants to build his business. Let him live. The NFL draft order is set for the first 18 picks. I will share them with you coming up next. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for on the roads right now. You'll find some stop-and-go traffic on I-71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. Traffic is beginning to build in that area. Plan on some heavy backups. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help their customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them on the web for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Listen to this show and feel better about yourself. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Let me tell you about my friends at Columbus Men's Clinic. They have successfully treated thousands of men in Columbus, And today I want to talk about ED, erectile dysfunction. Can affect your outlook on life, cause depression, much more. They have an expert staff. And if you're like a lot of men, you could be having sex the day after your appointment. A treatment plan could involve a variety of treatments to have you performing like you haven't in years. Mm, Years. Years, Bone. They're located in Columbus to serve you. Good thing, because they're called Columbus Men's Clinic. Mm. Call them today, 614-300-7400, or visit them online 
ColumbusMensClinic.com slash a whale's vagina. Don't, don't type that in. Promo code. A whale's vagina. <laughs> it's not a promo. It's not a promo code. Not at all. They don't deal with vaginas at Columbus Men's Clinic. Or whales, I'm guessing. Shafts only. I'm guessing. I don't know. You if you're a whale and you show up, be like, hey, take a look at this. I don't think Eww. I don't think if Shamu washes up on the shores of Columbus Men's Clinic. It's been a while since I've had a stiffy. Eww. Maybe, maybe uh Columbus Men's Clinic could help with Free Willie's droopy fin. Remember that? How his fin was all slooped over? Yeah. Maybe well, that, that's they could help with that. That's a problem with the captive whales. I know, right? Don't don't keep the whales in captivity. Let them go. Come on. Let them go out there and kill baby seals. Let me, let me tell you something. I don't know enough about it. I do. Common man here for baby whales. You think the whales enjoy being in that tank? I'm, sh- I, I'm sure they don't. But no. you know, there are certain whales out there that I think... Maybe can't make it in captivity. That too. You mean on the? You mean out in I the mean, ocean? Out, out in the wild? Yeah, is they what need I mean. captivity. They is what need. You're they saying. need help, and then you nurse them back to health. And I mean, you know where I? If, you free Willie. If I were a killer whale, and they were like, "Look, you have to swim around, hope for a seal to fall off of a thing, and you attack it." But you're swimming, 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 swimming. And then you got to find some big fish, and you got to have a fight, and you might die, or. Just jump through this fiery hoop, and this nice lady will drop salmon right into your gullet. Sounds good to me. I'm going with that. That's me, but I don't have the instincts of a killer whale. I'm not known as a killer. They did not nickname me Killer Human. Not yet. Stay tuned. Well, you are a killer human. You eat chicken. I'm I'm sure the the other whales don't refer to themselves as killers. This is a label that humans have placed on them. We have because we saw how they act in the real life and we're like, ah, that's a killer. I'm just saying, if a whale saw me attack a bucket of fried chicken from Popeye's, they'd call me a killer too. Fair enough. But it's the the bucket was not running away from you is what I'm saying. (laughs) It was, you drove your car there and it was dropped in your lap and you consumed it. Uh, the NFL draft order is set for the first 18 picks. So here's what we have. Uh, Jags, despite their victory yesterday, get the number one pick. The Lions are two. Texans, three. Jets, four. Giants, five. Panthers, six. The Giants are number seven. This would have been the Bears pick, but the Bears have traded away all their picks. They have nothing. Mm, that's good. Yeah, it's good for a team that sucks that you have no first round pick. That's right. The Falcons are 8th, Broncos ninth, Jets 10th. So they have two picks in the top 10. Jets are at 4 and they're at 10. They, they got that one from the Seahawks. From the Seahawks, that's have right. also traded away lots of picks over the last few years. Washington football team about to have a new name apparently. They're at number 11. Vikings at 12. Brownies are 13. Ravens 14. Eagles, uh, this is their pick from the Dolphins at 15. Eagles at 16 from the Colts. Then you have the Chargers and the Saints. All right. I remember earlier in the year, I don't know, midway through the season, we were talking about how the Eagles could have three top ten picks, right? Because the well, Dolphins they won't now, but they'll certainly have three first round picks. No, but we were talking about how the Eagles were bad enough; theirs would just be a top ten pick. The Colts could have been. It's crazy to me that the Eagles, Dolphins, and Colts, after the middle of the season, all ended up being teams that actually finished high enough that their picks are lower than fifteenth. If that makes sense, but. Yeah, I uh, the Browns position there at 13, and then the Ravens coming at 14. I told Matty Ice, a.k.a. Matt Hayes, I said, Matty, guarantee you this. Whoever the Browns pass on at 13, the Ravens will pick that person, and then the Ravens 
will beat the Browns over the next 10 years with that guy leading their defense or offense or whatever. Like, there's just no doubt in my mind, no matter what the Browns do, they could make the excellent best Mel Kuyper, like, walks over to Jimmy Haslam and says, Sir, I want to shake your hand. What a great idea. Like, doesn't matter. (laughs) The Ravens will pick the next guy where they're like, well, they could have gone with this guy, but they didn't. And that guy will be, like, their best linebacker they've had in franchise history. Just what happens? Uh, What did I say? Eagles are, not Eagles, uh, Saints are at 18th. Yeah. That's the only game I was rooting. I was rooting for somebody yesterday. I wasn't rooting for my Bears. That's done. I was right. rooting for them to lose. That's what I was rooting sure. for. Makes sense. But in that Rams 49ers game, I was rooting for the 49ers. Not because I like the 49ers, not because my wife has some sort of love affair with Jimmy Garoppolo, but because I desperately did not want to see the New Orleans Saints in the playoffs. And why is that? Because they're not competitive. Because they would have gone to wherever, whether it's the, the Packers or Rams, whoever they would, but it wouldn't be the Packers because they have the bye. Yeah, whoever I, they well, would have right. played. Balsam Hill has a foot injury now. <laughs> Taysom Hill. And it's not like they were going to do anything with him anyway. It would have been a Saints team with Trevor Simeon as your starting quarterback. Of course, yeah. And that would have been like an automatic buy for whoever yeah, they play. That's fair. I thought the 49ers was... are going to give whoever they play a game. I, did, I didn't know if you were I didn't know you were referencing it just from the standpoint of they will be awful, but they yes, are playing you're at exactly Dallas. right. Teddy wanted to see the Saints make it. Can't blame him for that. Teddy, how are you feeling about that San Francisco Cowboy matchup next week? Well, I watched that 49ers-Rams game yesterday. And old Jimmy G, G, he brought them back, and they looked pretty good. They, got, you know, they did look pretty good. It yeah. also helps when the Rams secondary decided to just stop covering people. They they did <laughs> yeah. indeed. Although I will say, like, having the Cowboys and the Niners face off in the playoffs, that does very much, it. you know, John Madden passing away last week. That very much reminds me of Pat Summerall, John Madden. Absolutely, those yeah. games in the '90s are some of the ones I will remember as much as any. Is those Niners Cowboys matchups in the playoffs? Not in the playoffs. They were always good games, but this one, we'll find out. It looks like it could be a pretty excellent matchup. And it seemed like Deion Sanders would switch teams every yes, other year. It did. It was like Deion was in that game every year, but for yeah. a different team. That's you're exactly. To did the same thing. He had that too, right? Where he played for both yes. teams. He didn't flip back and forth. No, no, no. no, But I'm saying he played on both sides of that rivalry. Ken Norton Jr., right? Played on both sides of that rivalry, I want to say, for the Niners and Cowboys back in the day. Ryan Day getting help from Germany. And a Buckeye goes into the Hall of Fame. We'll chat about that next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident causing heavy slowdowns on I-71 northbound before 17th Avenue. It is blocking the left lane. Police are on scene trying to get things cleaned up. Traffic is stop and go from the 670. Plan on some heavy backups. This traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get a real healthy start to the new year at Fresh Time's biggest sale of the year. January 5th through the 11th, save 30% of over 5,000 vitamins and body care products from immune-busting supplements to nourishing skin care. Fresh Time Market, get real. Help me an array with van traffic. Hey. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the care creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. The kings of local social media. Twitters and twatters. This is Common Man and T-Bone. 
Yikes! Is coming up at 534. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports here on The Fan. It's also Reaction Monday. That's brought to you by Taco Bell. Any more sponsors you want me to get in there? We did the uh, the pee-pee commercial mm-hmm. last segment. That's that's I, right. I think that's it. That's it? Yeah. Unless there's something else about the whales you want to talk about. Do you have any, yeah, do you have anything for whales, possibly? I don't know why you would. A whale's vagina. Hey, what do you know? You do have something. Yeah, I wasn't going to do it at all. <laughs> you brought it up. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Congratulations to Mike Dawes. Former oh, yeah. Buckeye going into the College Football Hall of Fame. Well-deserved. Yeah, without a doubt. One of the uh, pillars of, of the national championship team that I think... Would you say that that 2002 national championship team kind of reset expectations into the new era of college football, right? Because remember, for those who are young enough that this isn't a time period you remember well, the 90s were more of a time for the Buckeyes where... They were always really good, always top 10, sometimes top five, many times top five. But then the end of the year was always Michigan. You have to get through Michigan. And then from there, you didn't have a 14 playoff. You only had, you know, the BCS in what, 97 or 98? Is that when the BCS started? So you had one game where it was guaranteed one versus two. Prior to that, wasn't even guaranteed that one and two would play in the same bowl game. So no, and it never did. No, really, never if ever, that was the reason we always complained about it. So what I'm getting to is for the Buckeyes, the it, the 90s in any any era previous to that, it was yes, the Buckeyes we want to win a national championship, but you and seven or eight other teams, ten other teams. Would love to do that, too. It's just really hard to get that to all fall into place. After 2002, and then Tress came in and, you know, prior to that and had different standard here. But Tress was also able to quickly get us to realize, hey, you could compete every year for a national championship because every year we're going to probably beat Michigan. And I and then Mike Doss was a part of those teams that I think really reset. Now what you have, which is if the Buckeyes aren't playing for a national championship every single year. It's not just like, well, that would have been nice. It's a, it's a big disappointment for a lot of fans. And I think that happened in part because of that era starting around the early two thousands. And of course he was one of the reasons why. Yeah. The the game has changed even since then. And I say, even since then it's been 20 years, right? Well, yeah. I mean, that, right. That's it's the crazy part ago, is that right? we're, yeah. we're 20 years removed from that. But I remember my feeling, well, going into the game, I thought there's no way the Buckeyes win this game. Yeah, you know, oh, that, I, that, I that know, was my yeah. thought. It was it was fun. The season was fun. You had you know heart attack finishes. You beat Michigan. All that stuff. I went in there with the mindset: just don't embarrass yourself. Now it turns out they didn't embarrass themselves. They won the game in dramatic fashion, but they won the game. And after the jubilation of that, the feeling that set in right after that was relief. Yeah, because it's like, oh, okay, we do belong here. All right. You know, and I, I think that you're right. I don't want to say, I, I didn't think about it at the time that it was a reset, but that's kind of like what it was. Well, I, I you validated your existence. Trust me. When I was a kid growing up, I, I spent many a September, October, November dreaming of what it would be like for the Buckeyes to win a national championship. But it was also just, it was not the same as it. We know if we win the big 10, we're going to win a national or we're going to have a chance to play for the national no, championship. It was, it was different then. That was, was just different. not the thought back then. And it became the thought 
after that 2002 season, when that sh- when that happened, it showed you that all this other was possible. The other lasting impression I have of Mike Doss, of course, there are many, right? But one of them I have is Mike Doss was one of those guys that ran out of space on his helmet every year. Like the earliest guy to run out of sticker space yeah. for all the Buckeye leaves. And that is always, to me, one of the best measures of how good you are as a player when you come to Ohio State is, can they fit all your Buckeye leaves? They had to double them up, it felt like, with him. But yeah, just a, a truly great player. Deserves to be in the College Football Hall of Fame. Ryan Day getting some assistance from Germany on Saturday at the All-American Bowl. Uh, this is the 2022 class. They picked up a commit from four-star defensive tackle, Hero Canoe, or Canoe. Either way, great name. Well, he's 6'5", 293, spent most of his life in Germany, moved to Rancho Santa Margarita, California to attend Santa Margarita Catholic to play football his final two years of high school where he was one of the top defensive tackles in the country but he spent pretty much his entire life in Germany comes That's, over here and hopefully can help with the defensive line yeah I'm always impressed by you know players who have not grown up embedded in what is the college football ecosystem from you know peewee on up to junior high and high school and then trying to get on the recruiting radar and all that stuff. But he came from Germany to try to make it in America as a college football player and ended up at one of the premier places you can go to play college football. So it's a pretty interesting story about him. I'd love to find out more about that. But yeah, we'll see what he does on the field. That's a whole other thing. But yeah, welcome to Ohio State. I hope I hope he does well here. He's on the Twitter if you want to check him out. Hero Canoe. At Hero or Canoe. Canoe. Hero Canoe. Yes. He's only got 5,500 followers. Let's go. Uh, he, I, This is a quote that I enjoy. 11 Warriors had this back in September. If you look at me on the sidelines, you're going to see me with my bare head, headbutting someone with a helmet on. I love the contact of the sport. All, All right, right, man. Well, take these. That's no, what I... No, no, no. That's... I'm just saying, we had... We we have we have wanted to see some some edge a little bit. Have we not? Yeah, we, we have. I just don't want any broken skulls in the process. I'd be more worried about the guy with the helmet on, quite honestly. If that's his mentality, you better put your helmet on because when that guy's around, he sounds like he's ready to go. All right, let him live. Uh, North Carolina has hired former Auburn coach Gene Chizik as defensive assistant. We had heard that he was going to take one of the USFL jobs, and he said not so fast. Apparently, he had a couple irons in the fire, so he decided to stay in college football. Yeah, all right. That's that's fine. Good for him. I'm I'm not. That I'm not coaching a, staff averages a million. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. I can understand the North Carolina thing makes sense from this standpoint. They seem to like to get guys who have done things elsewhere, but you know, probably you're not going to do them at this place, right? Yeah. Like Mac Brown won a national championship. He's not going to do that in North Carolina. Gene Chizik won a national championship. He's not going to do that at North Carolina. But that's fine. They they can sell recruits on we've got more experience in college football in our assistant coaches than anywhere else in the country you come here you are going to be ensured that this team will play hard we're going to have a chance to win and maybe we can do something special well, in the people acc ex- people expected big things of them this well, offseason i think I they were they top did. 10 to start the season and then not i know they did and then you saw how it actually went yeah. that's what i'm saying is People will occasionally expect those things, and I don't think they'll deliver on them. But no, that that actually fits in really well for him to go be an assistant head coach of defense at North Carolina. Coaching news from the Buckeyes, Brian Hartline has been promoted to passing game coordinator. We have 
you know, talked about the fantastic job that he's been doing as wide receivers head coach. This is a promotion for him. He continues to have success. He continues to move up. The offensive line gig, it looks like that's filled. Former UCLA offensive coordinator Justin Fry. We talked about him on Friday, and now I guess it's a done deal. We haven't had an official announcement, but everybody's saying it's done. He's going to be the new offensive line coach. All right, well, sounds good. I, I I like both of those decisions. I know that Ryan Day has wanted to work with Justin Fry from all accounts for a while. He's had his eye on him as a, a guy that could be a good part of this coaching staff. And for Brian Hartline, if the reports are to be believed, Marcus Freeman was very interested in getting him to mm-hmm. move over to Notre Dame. So he's not alone, by the way. That's not all Marcus Freeman trying to poach from the Buckeyes. No, that's that's every college football program out there that's trying to win a national championship would like to have a recruiter like Brian Hartline, would like to have a receivers coach like Brian Hartline. So him being now given the task of coordinating the passing game, great. That get, comes with, I'm sure, a bump in responsibility, a, a bump in pay, not that he needs it, but that that's all good for Brian Hartline's career because he, he has earned that through what he has done in his time at Ohio State. Now, I don't think that they're done. I think that in the next couple of weeks, we're going to hear about more assistant coaches moving on. I think that Kerry Combs will probably be one of those guys, but they're not just going to cut bait with him. I think they're waiting on him to get another job or decide what he wants to do. Yeah, I wonder if there would be some role for him if he if he wants it, right? Maybe he is just saying, this is enough and I'm ready to move on to something else, and he's just looking for what that is. But I wonder if there'd be a role for him in some way to just stay around the program, not as a coach, but you know, have a way to still be involved at Ohio State. I wonder if that's something he's interested or not. Yeah, I mean, he, he obviously adds value from a recruiting standpoint. I just don't know... You know, if he wants to stick around, right? Because yes, of his, his balls have been cut off. And look, it, it's it. These are moves that had to happen. Of course, nobody doubts that. But at the same time, I also wouldn't hold it against him if he wanted to get the hell out of here. Yeah. Deion Sanders continues to recruit the top talent in the country. More details on that next. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. An accident still causing heavy slowdowns on I-71 northbound before 17th Avenue. It is blocking the left lane. Traffic is bumper to bumper from Spring Street in this area. Police are on scene trying to get things clear, but plan on some heavy backups, and you might want to avoid this if possible. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help their customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. Elmiana Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Some fans drink the Kool-Aid. These guys drink the bleach. This is Man and Bone. A brand new edition of Yikes. I don't know why I said brand new. That's stupid. Of course no, it's brand new. No, this is not a rerun, Mike. That People is coming up confused. at 534. Mike, I saw a study here that talked about the most popular boy names for children in Ohio. Okay. Um, they were comparing data from the Social Security Administration from the 70s to today. They wanted to see where certain names had gone as far as popularity. So 
Um, we are looking at, you know, the list from where these names were ranked, how popular they were back in the day, right? To now. Um, so coming in number 50, I'm not going to do all 50 names, just to give you an idea. Thank you. Craig is the 50th most popular name for boys uh, in the 1970s, okay? That name has now, from 2010 to 2019, that name has gone down to number 796 oh, most common. Nobody's naming it's their kids Craig. 97% down from what it used to be, right? Craig. So, Craig. Craig. I don't know, Craig. I don't know, Craig. So I looked for our names on here. Um, so there is, I mean, there's there's Edward. Ted, are you a Theodore Edward, or an Edward? Edward's not my name. No, I know. <laughs> I would be a Theodore. Okay, Teddy's no. a Theodore. Yes. Not, it's not on here. But I didn't know if Teddy was that Edward, you know, that Ted or the other Ted. But anyway, that's in at 48. Jonathan, Jonathan. whoever's named that, um, was the 78th most popular name from 2010 to 2019 down 60% compared to the 70s, where it was the 32nd most popular name. But I go down this list, and I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, and of course, there's there's a Brad on here, there's a... Stupid Brad. Yes, there's a Tim on here, there's a Mark on here, there's a Jeff on here, there's an Eric on here, there's a Daniel, like all these guys that we work with, everybody's name is on here, right? Uh, but then we get all the way down to number one, and it is Michael. Michael. Isn't it? Yes. Yep. yep. From uh, 1970 to 1979, it was the number one boy name in America. It has now dropped down to number six. Oh, well, still pretty good. But overall, still the lowest amount of rate of decline from all the other names out there. So. I'm a common man with a common name. He's just a common man. You now, are. let me ask you a question, because we have nothing but vagina offspring. You have three girls. I have a girl. Mm. You're not having any more unless your wife is having sex with other men because I know you've been snippy snippy down there. Yeah, or unless that didn't take. I don't know. Okay, that's fine. I think it did. Uh, if you if you had a boy, is there a boy name you had picked out? Well, when we first got married, a name that we both had talked about that we thought was a, a good boy name, we liked the name Caleb. Caleb? Yes. I picture an Amish kid working in the fields. Yeah. Well, Caleb Smith definitely just sounds like a, yes. like a, like a, it's a five star recruit right yeah. there. He Caleb sounds like Smith. he's a hard worker. So whatever. But no joke. We got married. And then not long after we got married, we weren't, you know, first few years of our marriage, we weren't even thinking about kids, any of that. My buddy, Josh, my best friend from high school, called me up one day and was like, Hey, man, just want to let you know we're pregnant. We're having a boy. I said, Oh, great. Have you thought of any names? He's like, Yeah, Caleb. That's what we're going. With. So that's so they their oldest is named Caleb. Caleb and I, also sounds like you got a strong religious foundation with Caleb. Yeah. Well, there is right. That's that's a biblical name. Mm -hmm. A lot of these names, though. I mean, like you know, the top five here: Michael. That's that's a you know name with religious origins, right? Yeah. Uh, Jason was number two. So a lot of fans of horror flicks coming in at number two with that name. James, though, that's that's got biblical connotations to it. David is number four. That's got biblical connotations. Well, if, if we were going to have a boy, we had, you know, Samantha for a girl. We had a name picked out for each. Mm -hmm. Whatever it's going to be is going to get one of these names. Yeah. Samantha was our girl name. And Matthew was our boy name. Oh, yeah. Another religious sure. name. Yep. Matthew's in the top ten. Christopher, number five. Robert, Brian with an I. John, Jan. Matt and William rounds out the top 10. 
far as the most popular boy names. Right. This has been Name Talk with <laughs> Common Man and T-Bone. It may be better than name dropping with Jeff Remmer this week. We will find out come Wednesday. We'll see what happens. Back in my day, the most popular name was Abraham. <laughs> Everyone was a big fan of his work. They remembered him fondly. Uh, Jackson State head coach Deion Sanders added another ESPN 300 prospect to his 2022 class. It is wide receiver Kevin Coleman. Mm. Uh, he is the 58th ranked prospect and the second ESPN 300 commit for Deion Sanders in his class. Let him live. Maybe. Travis Hunter was the uh, five-star corner who chose Jackson State over Florida State. Well, right. I mean... Getting two guys in the top, what'd you say, 60? Right? Yeah. This guy's 58 or something? Two yeah. guys in the top 60 to go to Jackson State, including the number one overall recruit? I don't, look, you, you can say this is good or bad, and there's been plenty of people who have said it's it's a little bit of both, but that's something that Jackson State, no doubt, is is going to use to their advantage and probably do very well with. I wonder what happens with Deion Sanders' career as far as a head coach, right? I mean... There were rumors that more than one big-time job was at least looking at him as a possible hire. I wonder if next year, if he will still be at Jackson State by this time next year, or if he will have taken a bigger job. I don't know, but the ability to recruit, however you're getting it done, whether it's through your connections in the business world or whatever else, it's pretty helpful. Right. I don't know how sustainable this is, but clearly, you know, he has an affiliation with the, what is the uh, the casino arm of uh, Barstool? Barstool. Oh. What is the, what is their official name? Uh, is it is it Penn National, Penn National Gaming? Gaming? I believe. Yes, he yes. has an affiliation there, and I don't think it's any coincidence that you know these higher profile recruits are saying, "Yeah, Jackson State's the place for me." What's his name from uh, from Oklahoma? Who's the, what's the quarterback? Is it Caleb Williams? Yes, right. You know, there's there's a rumor that Charlie Batch is offering him a million dollars. To go to Eastern Michigan. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's something you'd have to take a long, hard look at. Now, I'm guessing that won't be where he ends up, but don't blame those schools for trying. No, but it's, it's hard to turn that down, isn't it? Uh, 100%. We got a million dollars staring you at the face, in the face, in the face, and at the face. That too. What? At the face. On the face. On the fan. A whale's vagina. If you've missed anything, to play it all day. <laughs> if you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown coming up. And we haven't even gotten to the meat of that story yet. Because coming up later, I got a whole story about dolphin vagina. A whale's vagina. Bring the kids. It's educational. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for heavy slowdowns on I-71 northbound at 670. A disabled vehicle is blocking the left lane, causing some heavy backups. Please be careful as cars swerve to avoid it. And an earlier accident has cleared on 71 northbound to 417th Avenue, but traffic is still stop and go from 670. Traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help their customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. And the NRA with fan traffic. A whale's vagina. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the care creed. 
with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. The number one show in the world, according to the Panama TED Internet Research Group. That doesn't make sense. This is Man and Bone. Happy Monday. It is Reaction Monday brought to you by Taco Bell. If you haven't done so already, please do subscribe to the podcast. Go to wherever you get your audio. Search Common Man and T-Bone. You will see our cartoon faces pop up. Every single show comes right to your device free of charge, including... All of the uncensored bonus shows. Mm. You only get those on the podcast feed. We are recording another one tomorrow. Our special guest is the big boss here at the radio station, Platinum Fox. I have requested that you ask questions of him on my Twitter page, at Common Man Radio. We will ask him the questions. They will be uncensored. I hope it will make him very uncomfortable. He's already super nervous about this. He's asked me about it like six times. What are we going to talk about? What are we going to do? I don't want to sound stupid. Well, I mean, number one, if you do, you might be able to turn that into a lucrative career on this radio station because we sound stupid every day and somehow we've ended up doing this show. So that may not be a bad thing for your career, Platinum Fox, if you sound stupid. So we're going to tape it tomorrow. It will drop later this week, but only on the podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Rundown, let's do it. Common Man and T-Bones, the Rundown. The Rundown. Buckeye Basketball, they beat Northwestern 95-87 last night. Chris Holtman missed the game because of virus protocols. He was at home, like coaching from home, yelling at the screen. They couldn't hear him, but it was entertaining no, to see blame, some of the video. I don't blame him for wanting to do it, though, for being that into the game. No, it was the EJ and Malachi show Offense running through those guys. Bucks have added a, a makeup home game, by the way, against Ui Pui, in yeah. case you're wondering, on the 18th of this month. Yeah, I will say it was nice to see EJ Liddell have that offensive output, even though I know, yes, it kind of, you know, he started off really hot and then kind of kept it going throughout the game, but not quite at that first level. What was he at? 17 points, six minutes into the game? Well, just, yes, that wasn't. You're gonna not going to. You're not going to be able to sustain that throughout an entire game. But they did score 95 points, though. So no, they I did know. something right. Getting to see him back at the level that you know we talked about it. He had a couple games there coming off of the big break that they had, where he did not look like himself. And I said, give it another couple games. If he still looks like that, then I'll start to be concerned that it's something bigger than just getting back your legs and getting your conditioning back. And hey, what do you know? It turns out that was the case. Right now, Northwestern's not the greatest opponent you're ever going to play, but it that was not the issue playing in some of those other games where he he wasn't hitting shots and yet he was in spots where he normally does. Yeah, this finally was him getting to his spots and getting his shot up the way it's supposed to, and it, it looked good. So I'm glad to see him back playing it, hopefully full strength now. Brownies and Bengals pay, played a relatively meaningless game yesterday. Browns coming out on top. Very important offseason for the Browns. Very important weekend coming up for the Bengals. They got their playoff matchup. It will be the Raiders making a visit to Cincinnati. Bengals playing the Raiders earlier this season. Not having a lot of problem with them. It's just what Raiders team is going to show up. 
You know, oh, I've, I've, sure. I've seen this Raiders team look very good and play competitive football against good teams so far this season. I've seen this Raiders team crap themselves and lose to teams they have no business losing to. As long, here's my bold prediction for you: as long as guys like Joe Burrow don't test positive before this game, and that would be the nightmare scenario. Right. The good news is that Joe Mixon was activated today, so he should be good to go. But as long as Joe Burrow is healthy and ready to go for this game, it's been a long time, Bengal fans, but I see this as your first playoff win in a long time. Well, I, I've seen the graphic going around that was the Bengals' last playoff win was in 91, I want to say. That sounds right. Anyway, whatever year it was, I think it was 91, the first text message was not sent by cellular phone until 1992. So, and, and those are the people testing text messages. Right, right. So the point was made that no one in human history has ever texted their friend and said, hey, how about that big Bengals playoff victory? <laughs> well, hopefully it's you'll never see it this weekend. It is right. Saturday. It is 4.30. That's on NBC, The Cock, and Universo, if you choose. Lots of firings today. Uh, Brian Flores is out in Miami after three seasons as head coach. That was that was perhaps the most surprising development today. Well, I don't. He had a ten win season last year, and this year, what were they? Eight, nine, eight and nine, I think, or nine and eight. Was it? Well, I thought he had a winning record. I could be wrong. No, because they won yesterday, didn't they? I think yeah. So they. Well, anyway, the point is, he, he yeah, had I think a winning nine and eight. Had a winning record combined over the last two years, and he gets shown the door. I don't. They're, they're, other than they have got the next candidate, they already know who they're getting, and they pretty much have behind the scenes already made that decision, and that person is saying, yeah, I'll lay low. I'm not going to say anything. You don't but make a move like this unless you know who you're going to hire. I, don't I you? would hope so, right? Or e- either that, I mean, because the other thought there was that perhaps, and say what you will about all this off-the-field stuff with Deshaun Watson, I don't know what comes of all that, but if... He is able to clear that up, and if he is allowed to go play, that's one of the prime destinations everyone assumes he wants to be dealt to, yeah. and Brian Flores was supposedly someone he wanted to play for, so I, that's a little bit of a shock, too. If that was the case, that they let go someone that you would think might help them get Deshaun Watson, and... I, I just don't understand it on a lot of levels. I, I'm, you know, some people obviously are jumping to different conclusions there about why is Brian Flores out of a job, but guys like Joe Judge aren't. There, there may be something clearly to that, but well, at this I point, there's an easy answer. Th- this may have been a short-sighted firing. I have no idea, but I think that speaks more to the competence of the New York Giants. I mean, they're just well, stupid. right. Yeah, yeah. I think there's at least some of that to to explain it too, but. No, Brian Flores rightfully shows today, rightfully so, that too, should feel hurt, frustrated, and angered that this is how it goes and that you're you're getting kicked to the curb despite having a decent team that went on, what, a seven-game winning streak here? Yeah, they, they beat mostly garbage, but yes, I understand. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, getting a 500 in the NFL or around 500, given no one can technically get there with a 17-game schedule... That that's a pretty good accomplishment. I'm not saying you should be thrilled with it. I'm not saying that he's going to lead your team to a Super Bowl, but given all the other guys that are out there that are getting fired today, his seems like one that was, like you said, pretty shocking. Bears fire Matt Nagy and GM Ryan Pace. The Vikings also fired their head coach and GM, Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman, who had been there for 16 years. They're both out. Broncos got rid of Vic Fangio. We knew that. Uh, Panthers are keeping Matt Rule. 
which I find odd, but lots of movement. Like you mentioned, the Giants are keeping Joe Judge. I think that's weird, too. Dave Gettleman, the general manager in New York, has retired. Well, and that was a, I'm going to get out of the way before they fire me. It was a planned thing. Yeah, but I mean, clearly the job he's doing is not good enough. So (laughs) there's no way he should be involved in running that team. And I would guess that whoever is going to take that job then gets to say, yeah, Joe Judge, he'll, Joe Judge is going to be, if he is brought back and if that is still all officially good, then I would assume if next year a new GM is in town, they start building that team. It doesn't look like what that new GM wants. He'll be gone very quickly. The latest on Jim Harbaugh today, because when I saw that Miami Miami job open, you know, Stephen Ross is the owner. There's a connection there with Michigan, obviously. I thought that would be a destination for Jim Harbaugh. The reports today is that Stephen Ross has been talking to Jim Harbaugh, but not about coaching the Dolphins, about staying with Michigan and signing a new contract there. And so it seemed like on Friday we had some reports saying it's all but done. He's going to be the head coach of an NFL team. And now, now it's, it's he's waiting on a new contract from Michigan. I wonder, because Stephen Ross apparently has, has had some quotes saying, I, I'm not going to be the guy that takes him away from Michigan, right? But if he gets the, I don't know, the insight from maybe Harbaugh's camp that, look, I'm leaving either way. I'd love to come work for you if you want that to happen, but I'm not going to be at Michigan. That I don't think Stephen Ross would say, no, I don't, I on principle won't do it. I also wonder if Stephen Ross, given that he's a big donor to the school, I wonder if how, how that all works where he would say, I also don't want to be a pawn in the game of let's give Jim Harbaugh more money, right? I don't want to be seen as my, I don't want my team to be seen as if this is just a play by Jim Harbaugh. I could see part of this statement maybe coming out to say, and also, if you're looking at giving him a new contract, give it to him for whatever you want. Don't involve the Dolphins in that. Don't think the Dolphins are here and one of your famous alums is here trying to drive that price up, Michigan. I'm not in that. And maybe that's also a little bit of why he's saying this. Well, it looked like he was going to be out the door on Friday. Maybe he still will be, but now people are saying that a new contract at Michigan is coming. So here's your playoff matchups. Saturday, 4.30, like I said, Raiders at the Bengals on NBC. Saturday, 8.15, Patriots at Buffalo on CBS. Sunday game, Sunday at 1, Philadelphia at Tampa Bay on Fox. 4.30, Sunday, San Francisco at Dallas on CBS. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's Tony Romo and Jim Nance. (laughs) Yes, out on a limb. You think? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sunday night, 8-15, Pittsburgh at Kansas City on NBC. And then we have a Monday night game, 8-15, Arizona at the Rams on ESPN and ABC. Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. Someone called the cops on Hillbillies. Details coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good evening. You'll find an earlier accident has cleared from the roadway of I-71 northbound before 17th Avenue. All lanes have reopened, but plan on some residual slowdowns. This traffic report is sponsored by Ohio Laborers and Ohio Lessett. Ohio Laborers and Lessett would like to congratulate Chelsea Osborne with Construction Laborers Columbus Local 423, the fastest growing union of construction workers. Chelsea is part of a project team with George J. Eichel and Company. Ohio Laborers, build it right, build union. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. 
Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Getting fatter and angrier by the minute. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Monday. Reaction Monday brought to you by Taco Bell. Blue Jackets with some news just coming down. Gregory Hoffman, they have suspended him. Here's what the release says. Gregory was given permission by the club to step away for personal reasons and informed us today that because of those reasons, he has decided not to return. Obviously, we are disappointed, but we have no other recourse than to suspend him. Mm. The last game he played was December 14th at Vancouver. So, all right. Well, that's that's too bad. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, Blackhawks in town tomorrow. I am ready for the nine-minute-long Seth Jones video that I'm sure we'll have. And, oh, all the Blue Jacket fans standing up and saying, we don't blame you for leaving. We live, we live here, but we hate it. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, I, I really don't understand. I mean, I, I do get it when some players come back to some organizations and there is that moment of, hey, we missed you. We're sorry that you had to leave. And I know, Jackets fans, this is going to sound this is going to sound a little harsh, okay? But no one other than maybe Rick Nash and maybe Goalie Bob can you say has done something as a breadth of their work and career that while they are still playing, they deserve this giant tribute. I could see 61 obviously got it. And I I guess I get that one. I get goalie Bob winning Vesna trophies here, but don't give me, well, if they were part of that playoff run where we beat the lightning, then they get a hero's welcome. That's not a real, that's not what, Real teams look at and say, that is success. Boy, what a run that was. Yes, I know it's the first taste we've really had of something super exciting like that, of getting to sweep out a number one seed, but I just want to remind everybody that you can feel how you want to feel about these guys. You want to give Seth Jones a giant, you know, welcome back to town? That's fine. This is a guy who, for whatever reasons, chose to go play elsewhere. When you were offering him a contract, wanted to build a franchise around him, and he said, no thanks, I'd like to go play elsewhere. You can root for who you want to, and I'm not saying he's a bad dude. I like him personally as a player and all that stuff, but I don't I don't personally care to do a tribute of a guy who just left this past no, offseason. It's, it's too soon for me, and he manufactured his exit. It's one thing for a guy like Cam Atkinson, who we have not seen in this building yet, where you know Cam did sign a long-term contract here. Sure. Maybe he didn't live up to that contract sometimes, but he was traded, but he didn't ask for a trade. No, that's that's even fair. That's a good point. You know, so Cam comes in, I understand. But then again, the Jackets made a video for Sonny Milano, so what the hell are we doing? I mean, they, <laughs> they set the right, bar pretty low in that limbo. So low. There's so many guys that have gotten video tributes that, yes, now you have to do them, but... That's what I mean. If you're, if you're, if you're doing a little thing for Sonny Milano, they're going to they're gonna just postpone the game for Seth Jones. Well, that's why maybe... Back when those were happening, we said at the time, 
you know, not a great idea to do video tributes to every guy who's ever played for your team for five seconds, right? Like, maybe just reserve those for really big occasions. Maybe that. And in Seth Jones, tremendous player, obviously. I wish he was still here. But he, that's not something that just, well, we couldn't figure it out and he had to go elsewhere. It's not like Nick Felino at the end of his run, even, yeah, right? Yeah, that's a different story. Those are different, different stories story, than man. a guy who was like, yeah, I, I could sign a long-term deal there. I definitely don't want to do that. I need to get out of there as quickly as possible. Uh, someone called the cops on the Hillbillies. So you have the national championship game tonight in Indy, Alabama and Georgia, live coverage, 7 o'clock here on The Fan. Georgia fans... We're dining at St. Elmo's Steakhouse in Indianapolis. Very nice restaurant. Sure. Okay, famous for their sh- steaks and obviously shrimp cocktail. Spicy shrimp cocktail. And so the Georgia fans decided to start singing in the restaurant. They started singing a song. Ain't nothing finer in the land than a drunk, obnoxious Georgia fan. The response was, go dogs! And then... They started barking oh. loudly <laughs> All right. in the restaurant. The cops oh, were right. called into the restaurant <laughs> you know what? and went to the table and started talking to these guys saying, hey, man, you know, we know you're in town for the game, having a good time, but maybe stop screaming and singing here in the restaurant. It's upsetting people. <laughs> Indianapolis isn't used to the hillbillies. Yeah, I guess not, but also, like, can't totally blame, you know, maybe you've saved up all year to take someone you care about out on a nice dinner. Maybe you don't make it enough money to be able to go to St. Elmo's whenever you want to. I'd say a lot of people probably in that boat. And so you show up, you think you're going to have a nice night. And then this happens. I don't think I'd call the cops. I think I'd just be a little frustrated that and maybe ask the manager like, Hey, this kind of sucked. It ruined our night. Nobody was like, well, I don't think the, the patrons called the cops. I think the restaurant did because they couldn't quiet these guys down. Okay. Well, still, I well, but that's why, right? They're, yes, that's. I don't. Have they're a saying the patrons here are getting their experience ruined by unruly Georgia fans. Yes, this is why you can't have nice things, hillbillies. Not you go yeah. to a nice restaurants. You start barking. Not a great look, right? You're trying to show people who don't live in the South, like, hey, not what you think. We bark at a cheesecake factory. You got no problems. <laughs> <laughs> that's right they're not used to apparently going to places like st elmo's where they're like i'm sorry sir you can't you can't walk in here wearing uh, just a pool floaty and georgia nipple tassels that's not gonna fly uh so this game tonight national championship game i i said like playoffs i hardly watched anything i'm just not interested i'm a sour ohio state fan are you going to tune in and watch this entire game I'll, tonight? I'll, I don't know about entire game. I'm going to give it a look. I'm going to start it off because there's a lot of talent. It's a you know good matchup in that regard. It's a matchup we've already seen, which yeah. is my bigger problem. My reasons for not watching this, like I said earlier, if this was again not don't think of these schools right now. Just think of the brand of these schools if they were this talented. If like UCLA was playing Miami. Right, those are if both those schools were at this level and up one and two, I wouldn't really want to see either of those schools necessarily. I don't care for them, but if they were one and two, I would be more curious because I wouldn't feel like oh, it's going to be three hours of SEC, SEC. I don't want to hear it. So good for college football. You got what you want. You love the SEC. The SEC has been empowered. They have been talked about ad nauseum on ESPN. I think that influences the college football rankings to start every year, but that's just me. Anyway, you got what you want. You got two SEC teams. 
Let the SEC fans enjoy that. I'll tune in. I'll check it out. But as soon as that game gets boring or otherwise to me, I'm moving on. The segment that's not a segment, yikes, is coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for an accident causing slowdowns on James Road at Maryland Avenue. It is causing some backups over here. Please be careful as things continue to clear. And slowdowns expected on Westbound 670 between I-71 and 4th Street. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples helps your business grow with custom printed sales and marketing materials. Now get 25% off custom printed labels, postcards, flyers, brochures, and more when you spend $60 or more. In-store only. Offer ends on the 29th. See staples.com slash print for details. Staples, the working and learning store. Elm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Barely famous, incredibly stupid. Back to Man and Bone. National championship game tonight here on The Fan, Alabama and Georgia. Georgia, for some reason, a two-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. Nick Saban likes to coach against former assistants. You know what his all-time record is against former assistants? Um, it's pretty good. 25-1. and one. Right. That's that's, that's, pretty, that's good. pretty good. He's He'll take pretty that. good. Who, yeah. do you, who are you taking tonight? I mean, I, I would feel like there is certainly a reason to believe Georgia will show up better than they did in the SEC title game. Who are you taking tonight? I'm going with Bama. Okay. That's the right answer. Never go against Nick Saban in situations like this. No, I, I don't know why you would. I mean, it's a track record's proven and... Not that, don't don't get me wrong. Kirby Smart has plenty of good years. I think in front of him with that program, I think they are headed in the it, obviously a great direction. That it's not just like oh, this is a few year run. If he doesn't get over the hump, this could all fall apart. I don't think that. But it's really tough right now to beat Nick Saban. So he's got to he's got to show he can do it in this game. Yikes! Time. Let's do it. Giants coach Joe Judge still has a job, although I have no idea why. This sequence from yesterday should have gotten him fired on the spot. Giants get the ball on their own three-yard line. First down, Jake Fromm in completion. Then they had to use a timeout because they couldn't get the right personnel on the field. Second down, full start. Now the ball is on the yard and a half mark. Still second down. They line up in essentially a kneel-down victory formation. Jake Fromm sneaks it for a yard and a half. Third down. They did the exact same thing, (laughs) then punted. (laughs) Joe Judge could have done everyone a favor by just forfeiting the game yesterday and saving everyone's time and effort because he gave up. Yikes. Well, my yikes is also Joe Judge. Oh, But I will add to what you just said because he has been a disaster of a head coach. 10-23 and of the New York football Giants, yet still appears he's going to return as the head coach. But I'll I'll point to a different sequence, Mike. There's lots of them you could pick from, but do you remember against the Broncos when he challenged a scoring play, which you can't challenge a scoring play because They're all, all scoring reviewed. plays are reviewed? He then later said, because when you throw a challenge flag out for a non-challengeable play, you lose a timeout. 
And so, of course, reporters in New York were not missing that. And they said, hey, why did you do that? He said, oh, listen, man, I know I can't challenge a scoring play. I get that. I'm totally aware of it. See, what I wanted to do was I wanted to get the referee's attention with the flag Mm -hmm. so they would take a look at the play which is also known as a review of a scoring play. It's like his own defense of it is even stupid. And if you went back and looked at this play, Teddy Bridgewater threw a touchdown pass where the guy caught it, tiptoed the sidelines, but it was not even on replay. Instantly, you could tell there was green grass, green grass, touchdown. There was no hesitation. He still wanted to try to review it, cost himself a timeout. Not only is he not great as a football coach, he's dumb. He's emotional. He's not cut out for this. And somehow the Giants are keeping him around. Yikes. Before we get to Ted, it is amazing to me how NFL coaches don't know the rules. I'm watching the Titans yesterday, and Vrabel brings in one of his defensive linemen for a goal line package. Mm -hmm. And he comes in, and he throws a block. They score on the play. Touchdown, right? Except it's not. There was a flag called on the field. If you have a number in the 90s, you cannot play offense. So there was a penalty. <laughs> but then he said, oh, we've been working on this all week long. No one to, thought to, to double check well, the rule book. Look, man, I understand how the regular person at home doesn't understand that rule. Yeah, right. But how the head coach and all of his staff, no one said, hey, this guy's number 96. Can he play on offense? Yeah. Maybe we'll check into that. No, it's bad. Go ahead, Teddy. All right, I have a yikes here that's also with the New York football giants. They're getting some press today. (laughs) We all know that they've been bad the last few years, but I have a stat here to let you know just how bad they are. For the last five years, they have not had a winning record at any point in any of those seasons. They are the only team in the NFL to not have had even one week where they were above 500 in any of the last five years Yikes. That is brutal. It is. The Manning cast is finished for the regular season, and it's officially undefeated. The curse is real, my friends. If you're an active player and you go on the Manning cast, you will lose the next week. Aaron Rodgers was the guest last week, and yesterday, lost. Now, the loss didn't matter, but let's not focus on those details. Russell Wilson, Travis Kelsey, Rob Gronkowski, Matt Stafford, Tom Brady, Josh Allen, and the previously mentioned Aaron Rodgers, all victims of the curse. This is not a small sample size. The postseason Manning cast is a week from tonight where the curse will transition into guests dropping dead right after the show. Yikes. Let's hope not. Dead. Uh uh, Connecticut high school girls basketball had a weird situation this past week. Sacred Heart Academy issued an apology and suspended its head coach Tuesday after the girls varsity team beat Lyman Hall 92 to four. Yes, that score is correct. 92 to four Sacred Heart coach Jason Kirk pressed the entire first half played man to man defense the rest of the way uh, asking his students to steal every pass if they could. Sacred Heart, by the way, 3-0 and this year. Lyman Hall is 0-5. So the score is bad, but that's not actually my yikes. This is. This was the first meeting between the two teams since December 27th of 2017 when Lyman Hall, the team that scored four points in this game last week, beat Sacred Heart 58-32. to So how does Lyman Hall go from winning this game to losing by nearly 100 points also bad news, Lyman Hall scheduled to host Sacred Heart January 28th at 7 p.m. Yikes. 
The Colts had a devastating loss yesterday to the Jags, but we shouldn't have been surprised. The Colts have not won in Jacksonville since 2014. They are now 0-6 against the Jags in Jacksonville, with another road loss against them in London in 2016. Yikes. Well, the Jags have been so good under that time span. (laughs) Yeah, dominant. Uh, Here's an interesting headline that I saw today. Dolphins have a fully functioning clitoris study finds. I have so many questions. Did they previously think it was only for decoration? But here's what the story says. Biologists say they found clear anatomical evidence that female dolphins have a fully functional clitoris that helps them experience pleasure during sex, just as it does for humans. Patricia Brennan, an assistant professor of some college I cannot pronounce in Massachusetts, and her team have been studying the evolution of genitals in all sorts of vertebrae animals. Brennan and her team were able to look closely at the clitoral tissue of 11 bottlenose dolphin females that had died of natural causes. Aside from studying the surface physical features of the clitoris, they also examined the presence of nerve endings, muscles, and blood vessels. Everything they found pointed to the same thing, a fully working fun maker. The article goes into much greater detail, but I'll leave that for the super curious. Oh, thank and I'll you. just leave you with a yikes. I'm How many sorry. times can I say clitoris okay. on the show? What um, what did you say your degree was in? Did you say general studies? No, yeah, genital studies. Yeah, no, they're at the dinner party. Like, yeah, general studies. That's that's it. That's what I. Not genital well, studies. Well, she studies the genitals of all sorts of vertebrates. Right. I'm saying this, you're just surrounded by it Not all the time. Vertebrate. She doesn't fool around with those genitals. Well, they're different. That's a different expert. I have no backbone. I don't know. Maybe you can't. <laughs> I don't know if that changes things. I have no idea. You know who would know? The lady who wrote that little research paper there. Um. All right. My final yikes. A goes whale's to, vagina. Thank you. Um. I, my, I guess this is just about sleeping because I have now fully become old. I don't turn 40 until this summer, but... I used to stay up midnight, one o'clock, watch all these games, be very active doing all that stuff. I'd be, you know, checking Twitter, see what the reaction is after a big game. Last night, playoff spot on the line, overtime game. What am I doing? Sleeping. You know why? Because I can't stay up past 10, 15 most nights. I am like knocked out. My ideal bedtime has suddenly become 930. If you need me, I will be at the MCL cafeteria complaining about why there's no apple fritters. Yikes. All right. Capitals third string goalie Zach Fucali. He made his NHL debut back in November and recorded a shutout. He finally made his second start on Saturday and was looking to make a little history. He was going for the longest shutout streak to start a career and to become the first goalie to record shutouts in his first two starts. Early in the second period, he set a record for the most minutes without giving up a goal. But then halfway through that period, he finally gave up a goal, even though he wasn't on the ice. There was a delayed penalty, so he went to the bench and the Caps. Carl Hagelin accidentally passed the puck down the ice and into their own net. End of the shutout. Yikes. Thank you. I think uh, going back to your discussion about dolphins, I want to say killer whales are technically dolphins or in the dolphin family. I think they're more, I think we mislabeled them as whales. They are actually closer related to dolphins, if I'm not mistaken, now I have than to, whales. Now I have to Google. I think that's right, is what I'm telling you. All right, I'm looking. Are killer whales 
We dolphins. <laughs> They're more closely related, is what I'm saying. Scientifically, all whales, dolphins, and porpoises are classified. Porpoises. Porpoise. What is a porpoise? <laughs> Porpoises? That's not what that's called. That's what porpoises. you go to at a construction hey, site. You gotta go. Porpoises. <laughs> They're classified as cetea. I don't know what that is. Huh? Don't try. Just is it a dolphin or not? A killer whale or orca is a toothed whale belonging to the oceanic dolphin family. That's what I thought. Of right. which it is the largest member. Because well, the whales, most whales don't have teeth, right? They have. Uh, if anything, they have. No, whales have no. They have baleen. A lot of a lot of whales have that, like baleen. Hum- yeah, it's like the stuff they make brush bristles out of, and uh, among oh, other things. That's, that's right. And they screen out. They swallow a bunch of water, and they shoot the water back out. And all the little plankton guys stay in there, and they have a little meal, mm-hmm. a, a meal that is the size of a dump truck. Little meal. But do they have a fully formed clitoris? Can you answer <laughs> that question? Well, I don't know. I've not been researching it the way you have been. I didn't research it. These people have. I just found it was interesting. Teddy, do you have the address for the Marconi Awards? I think this segment, make sure this is you educational box, stuff. This, box this thing up and then send it off to the Marconi people. <laughs> this is educational stuff. Get, it, get stuff. it over there to them so we preserve this for history. The day it happened, the room where it happened, we are here. And you know what I think you should do? If you have a wife or a girlfriend at home, I oh, want you God. to go home I'm, I'm, and refer to that no, very special no, place. No. As a fun maker. Oh, Instead of Mentos, okay. the fresh maker, that is <laughs> Clitoris, okay. the fun maker. Hey, uh, Sticker Brad's always asking us for t shirt ideas. Brad. There you go. There's your there's Clitoris, one of the, those. Fun, the fun make maker. One of those. Sell that. Go ahead. <laughs> My wife has never had any fun using the Clitoris. <laughs> Not with me, at least. I just, I've never wanted to become the desk. I've never wanted to just disappear from being on the radio, and I just want to be a part of this. This is what you get when you do the show with laminate, me. Laminate, whatever this is under here. I just want to be Play it. another boring host here at I, the fan. <laughs> Go find one. Just want to, I just want to talk about dolphin and whales. That's it. I didn't want to. And Baleen. Eww. I didn't want to get into all this. Back page. Coming up, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Oh, man. Good evening, guys. We're going to watch out for an accident on James Road at Maryland Avenue. Still working to get this one clear from the roadway. Plan on some slowdowns in that area. And more slowdowns on Westbound 670 between I-71 and 4th Street. Traffic is delayed there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by BioNTech and Pfizer. Come rain or shine, high winds or mild breezes, blue skies are gray. It's a great time to consider getting vaccinated against COVID-19. Sponsored by BioNTech and Pfizer. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Buckeye Show coming up at the top of the hour, filling in for Timmy tonight, Eric Reeser, who just sprinted in here because he forgot all about crosstalk. Gentlemen, good evening. That beard, by the way, is looking well. Thanks. It's healthy. 
Are you keeping this? I'm shaving it tomorrow. Oh, no. Whoa, I like it. I'm why? going on vacation, so see you, suckers. I'm going to shave a mustache, and I'm going to Arizona with a mustache. Well, uh, that's number one. Great call. I like that idea. You would look good with the mustache. I hope so. Because I can't grow a mustache people, like that. People don't know this. Reeser is very good on the radio, obviously. You do know that part. But the part you may not know is what he looks like. Reeser is perhaps the most handsome person working here at the fan. That That's is not, not saying much. Well, okay. Radio is I'll a leper it. colony. Thank you. Full head of hair. Great beard. The mustache is probably going to be great, too. You're running marathons. And you're doing, all, you're doing well. Good for you. I, I appreciate all of that. Why did you get into radio when you are like actually a handsome person? Because that's usually not what happens. Usually it's all schlubs like us that end up in here. How did you do? You know, you in get into television, here? you have to be like somewhat competent early in your life. And I wasn't. So I fell kind of ass <laughs> backwards <do>? into this. <laughs> Tell our TV. <laughs> well, people. you know, <laughs> leave it there. No, but you know, that's encouraging, though. I like I like that we all have flaws. That's good. We need flaws. What's coming up on the Buckeye show tonight? It'll be Antonio Pittman and I for one hour. We'll get you ready for that college football national title tilt. If if you care, uh, I'll gauge Antonio's interest on that. See if if he's you know going to tune in because he's a fan, or if he really wants to see if Alabama or if Georgia can actually get a win there. Uh, the expansion committee for college football playoffs they met today. They didn't get anything done. I was thinking about this earlier. I'm, I'm pretty much convinced that they're radio people, too, because what we do is we piss people off and we eat free food. And that's all the college football playoff expansion committee does. And we we start things and never finish them. Yeah. Just like there's that. never going to be a resolution as to whether or not they're going to expand things because they can't come to an agreement. Yes. Much like radio people. So we'll, we'll do a little more discussion on that. And then the basketball Buckeyes beat Northwestern without Chris Holtman. Have some comments from him. Jake Diebler uh, from the Coach Holtman show earlier today. So that's what we've got. Got an hour to do it. We'll get it done. Buckeye show. Top of the hour right here on the fan back page. <laughs> The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Bone. Well, man, I have a a claim that the hottest sandwich in the restaurant business is coming to Arby's. I don't mean hottest like most popular. I mean... Spicy? Arby's. This is the headline from CNN Business. Arby's new sandwich is so spicy, it comes with a free shake. Oh. Basically, they said now, beginning Monday through February 6th, Arby's is selling what it deems to be the spiciest sandwich on the market called the new Diablo Dare. That's not saying much, by the way, because this well, is one of my pet peeves with fast food. Every time you hear spicy, 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 it's not spicy. It's flavorful. It's not hot. The sandwich has five sources of spice, including a layer of ghost pepper jack cheese, fiery hot seasoning, fire roasted jalapenos, a special barbecue sauce, and it's all placed in between a red Chipotle bun. You can either get a crispy chicken patty or smoked brisket for the protein. Patrick Schwing, the chief marketing officer of Arby's, said in a release, quote, this is not a sandwich for the faint of heart. Everyone in the quick service restaurant injury industry, and that's who, in injury, says they have a spicy option, but our research tells us that consumers are disappointed yes. by fast food claims yes. of spicy. And yes, they do offer a 12-ounce vanilla shake with it to cure the spiciness that they're about to inflict this. on you. Yeah. And then when it come to a radio show and crap all over the desk. Okay. That's fine. Good to hear. I'm glad you're doing that. And I need to take the Houston Rockets to task, or more specifically, the people who did not like this. The Rockets debuted a new food thing at their uh, stadium this past week. It was the Jumbo Mac and Cheese Hot Dog with Fruit Loops and Bacon. Okay. <laughs> 
Now, this this picture came out, and a lot of people on the internet suddenly were like, this is why you lost tonight. This is so gross, disgusting. Here's the thing. I have been up to Progressive Field many, this was three or four years ago at least. I went up, and they had revamped their menu when they remodeled the place and added some new things. Reese, I don't know if you've ever seen those dogs that they have that are like supersized and extra and all that up there, but they have the same thing. They have mac and cheese, bacon, Fruit Loops on a hot dog. I tried it. It is surprisingly delicious. It is actually a really good mix of salty, sweet. You like sweet. the Fruit Loops on there. It was there. good. I didn't. Right. I, I figured I would try something ridiculous while I was there. I did, and it was not bad at all. And I they recommend got something it. with cornflakes as well, the fruit or fruity pebbles. The Cleveland Guardians yeah. do up in Cleveland. Like the flavor profiles, I guess, match because what the Rockets did. I saw that over the weekend. I'm like, well, this isn't new. Cereal with bacon with mac and cheese with hot dog. That's right. So. Yes, that's what I was thinking. It is, it is Fruity Pebbles, not Fruit Loops, but similar principle. You're yeah. exactly right. Meanwhile, the Houston Rockets are giving you that to eat. If you bring a bag of pretzels into the shop now, you will be banished forever. <laughs> Buckeye Show coming up next. National Championship game at 7. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good evening. You'll find an earlier accident has cleared from the roadway of James Road at Maryland Avenue. All lanes have reopened in that area, but plan on some residual slowdowns as traffic continues to recover. This traffic report is sponsored by BioNTech and Pfizer. Come rain or shine, high winds or mild breezes, blue skies are gray. It's a great time to consider getting vaccinated against COVID-19. Sponsored by BioNTech and Pfizer. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Oh, hello! I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. From the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM HD1 Columbus. The fan. Hey, Common Man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But we have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. One is angry. The other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald! Bald, bald! Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right. I, too would be bald if I don't if I didn't take these pills every single day. <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills or whatever the generic is called now. Yeah. For almost 20 years. It's called amateur Pecia. <laughs> I didn't think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills, like my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well, it's funny cuz we were watching last night I had the NBA games on and uh ESPN I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh, Richard Jefferson. I wanted, Richard I Jefferson. Yes. Uh, maybe, I don't remember. It's one of the bald guys that does ESPN broadcast, whatever. And so Richard Jefferson is obviously shaved head. This guy also shaved head, you know, 
probably trying to forestall the inevitable. And Melissa's like, wow, man, everybody's just, you know, out here not embracing their baldness. And I'm like, you're, I, I too shave, like, I don't let it grow long. I don't have like the, you know, coconut with a Hulu skirt on it. Like, no, I'm not going to do you that. Need a different look. And you can't shave it all the way. No, you I can't be totally bald. You look like a clan member. Thanks. You, thanks. you would. I, you would look like a total I clan mean, member if you were totally bald. I would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on. Like, that makes you... Yeah, but don't you just stop What am I now. supposed to do? I'm bald. Like, I just... You have that look to you. A fat white guy who's bald. No, Is there that are it? other white people who can pull it off. I'm just saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. No, I have, like, shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. That's I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is you got to do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah, like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer. Then I have to shave it back down. But the the cue ball polished dome thing that's a whole nother level. Like of Stanley commitment. Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like, oh, he's going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn. But you're you, saying, I, I think you're people saying get the wrong impression. You would accuse me of it even though you know me and know I would never do right. something like that. I that's, know, I know, I've known you the, for years. That's bad. But I would just yell well, racist at you and run away. Well, I'm glad I don't shave my head all the way down then. Is it okay where it is now? Because well, I'm fine want, now. Okay, good. I yeah, just want to make sure. like every other fat soccer-loving yes, guy. Good. Right I, don't, <laughs> I don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate. So, good. All right. A special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet. Come back for more podcasts. And again, the podcast is sponsored by our friends because they pay us. Care, heating, and cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. Stop listening now. The podcast is over. Turn it off. Go do something.